and we are live. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching and or listening to ABL Live. Thank y'all for joining me tonight. You could be almost anywhere in the world, but you're right here with me live in the show, and I appreciate y'all for that. We got a whole lot going on all over the internets, all over the mainstream media, social media, everywhere. And where do we start? I don't even know. First of all, rest in peace to all the children and the adults who died in the Uvalde, Texas shooting. Very unfortunate, very unfortunate situation. Uh, I'm glad the shooter is gone. That's the only positive thing we can really get from this. But rest in peace to all those that passed away. We'll talk more about that. We'll talk about Beto O'Dork's reaction when he went up there and tried to crash the press conference. We'll, we'll get into that for sure. Also, shout out to Ricky Gervais for not bending to the woke mob and his new Netflix special called Supernature. I called it Supernatural when I did my video, but it's Supernature. Uh, no, no ad placement for that, but if you've not seen it, go check it out if you still have Netflix. I need to watch it myself. I don't, matter of fact, I'll probably watch it after the stream just to get the full context of it. Also, shout out to Uncle Luke from 2 Live Crew for expressing this viewpoint about voting. It's like, well, what's in it for us? Talking about the black community. Why vote at all? And what do we get for our vote? It's a good question, right? And the Democratic Party, the gatekeepers can't really answer it. Speaking about the black community, Walmart had to apologize for the Juneteenth flavored ice cream. That was a whole big mess. We'll talk about all those things and more on tonight's episode of ABL Live. And thank y'all again for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the internet. So if you enjoy what you have heard thus far, if you enjoy my content in general, please give this video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. This is also a podcast you're listening to live right now. And it'll be available on your favorite audio streaming platforms at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning, Eastern Time. If you listen to me on there, uh, give me a, a five-star rating. Give me a review. Give me a share. Give me whatever you can if you're listening to me on that particular platform right now. And, of course, the links for that will be in the description. We're on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor. Wherever you are, I most likely am. And shout-out to all my sponsors, of course. You guys know the drill how I do every show. Shout out to BHEdesigns.com. You see these beautiful handmade wooden flags that are right behind me. If you want ones that are just like that or whatever you desire for yourself, something custom made just for you or for a friend. Got Memorial Day coming up. You got a whole lot of things coming up. Whatever you want to do, BHEdesigns.com. That'll be where you go. Also, um, shout out to PatriotPost.us, the best source of news and information anywhere on the internets. That link will also be in the box. And of course, shout out to me. Shout out to ABLMerch.com. We know we got hats, t-shirts, stickers, hoodies, mugs, and more. More stuff on the way. If you've not been to the website yet, please visit it. Bookmark it. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Do all that good stuff. Link will be in the box. And of course, you got to go to my regular website, Anthony B. Logan. Com. That is A-N-T-H-O-N-Y, the letter B, L-O-G-A-N.com. You can find all my email, my snail mail, my social media accounts, my Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, on the contact page. You can also find an article for each video that I produce. So nobody can never say that I make stuff up. I always have my articles sourced from all over the place, from left wing, right wing, independent, uh, local, national, whatever it is. 
I got it. And I got full video. I got context, whatever you need that I can't necessarily put on YouTube all the time. It will be on the website. And for each video, the specific article for that video will be in the description box of said video. All right. So that's that. Now I'm going to get to the, the Uvalde, Texas thing in a minute. I don't want to just go straight to it. I don't want to, because, you know, the show's just starting. Everybody's not in yet. So I'll get to that a little bit later. But I will get to it, of course. And later on, after I get done talking, we will have callers call in. And that'll probably be a big topic of discussion. So don't fret. I'm not going to forget about it. We will speak on it very soon. But I think where I want to start is Uncle Luke. Just just for a little bit of uh, of of what they say, levity, something that's not so serious, but at the same time, very serious, but not as serious as a, a shooting, of course, but serious as far as, hey, man, what are we voting for? What's going on? Now, Uncle Luke, you guys may know him from Two Live Crew. You might be maybe a little bit too young to know who Two Live Crew are because they were around like late 80s, early 90s. Um, They, well, this, this is actually a pretty good topic about two live crew for a moment. I won't get too deep into it, but basically two live crew were a rap group and they had explicit content, right? I ain't talking about shoot them up, bang, bang, whatever. They had like booty shaking music. That's probably the best way I can put it without being too out there. Right. And they would have girls in the video. They were kind of like, um, Playboy, like Black Hugh Hefner, that type of thing, right? That was their thing. And they said, it, and, and their, their songs were kind of raunchy, and they wound up being banned in a lot of places. And one of their um, most, uh, one of their biggest selling songs was banned in the USA. So they were on the forefront of all the censorship and whatnot that we may face today, okay? As far as entertainment and whatnot, they were at the center of it. Uh, it was two live crew and then came gangster rap that really sent it over the edge. That's what prompted the parental advisory stickers on music. When you would still buy music in stores, I'm not sure how to do it now. Do they put the parental advisory or whatever on the iTunes meta tags? I have no idea. Don't get me to lying. But back then in the nineties, that's how it was. But see the Lord's Tucker, all these people. Yeah. They, they were trying to ban a lot of this music. They said it was really dangerous and it was really, it it warp people's minds. But you know, the funniest part about rap music is that it's consumed mostly by white suburban kids. So where is all the danger? Where, where is all the damage that it's doing to them? I think if you have music that does damage to people, they were already damaged to begin with. And the music just didn't really help, but that's a much different story. And I digress. But anyway, uncle Luke also known as Luther Campbell, Luke Campbell. He is still around. I think he's in his 50s, maybe even 60s now, probably 50s. And he's on Twitter. He has a pretty big following on Twitter. And he asked a question on Twitter. Now, in my video, I said that he went on MSNBC, but I was incorrect. What happened was he asked a question on Twitter. Now, let me see if I can find the question, and then I'm going to find the response video. Because he asked a question on Twitter, and... After he asked his question, he got a really negative response. So then he had to follow up and say, okay, this, this is what's going on. Like what's really happening, et cetera, et cetera. 
So let me let me find it right quick. All right, I got the okay. So we got both. Now here is the question. If I can pull it up, that'd be great. Here's the question. I'll put it on the screen for you guys, and then I'll read it for people that can't see the screen. So, well, actually, it wasn't really a question. It was more of a request. He says, give me five reasons, just five reasons, why black people should vote in the next election. And then the next statement was, give me five black promises that have been fulfilled by politicians in the last election. Mayor and president. So he's talking about local and national. Now, Jamel Hill, you know who Jamel Hill is, right? She called Trump a white supremacist. She used to work at ESPN. I think she works at the Atlantic now as a social justice activist, also known as a journalist. And she says, hey, serious question. How will not voting help? Totally Told disregarding the question, not even answering it, not addressing it, says, hey, how will not voting help? Well, look, I ain't ask you about, I, I didn't ask you about not voting. I didn't say that I didn't want to vote. That's not the, that wasn't my statement. My statement was, why should we vote? Give me an incentive. Give me a reason. And then all these promises that they made, give me five that they fulfilled. Okay. So that's, that's just what that is. Now, people are having all types of responses. Um, somebody says, don't bother, only got three. And you got, was it Lloyd Austin, the defense secretary, if I'm not mistaken. And then you have um, the new press secretary. I'm not sure how that helps at all. And then you have Kentonji Brown-Jackson, the black female Supreme Court justice, who was only appointed because she's a black female, which is ridiculous. Right. And here's a here's a really good um, list of reasons. One, we're on the verge of democracy. Repeat that four more times. That that's that's your that's your five reasons right there. We're on the verge of losing democracy. There, there you have it. Right. Um, somebody says stop voting for stupid, insane people. That's that's a very intelligent response. But basically what ended up happening was Joy and Reed tapped in. I think she may have responded on her show. And they both, Jamel Hill and Julian Reed of MSNBC, both accused him of telling black folks to not vote. But that's not what he said at all. He says, hey, give me some reasons. Give me, pardon me here, give me five reasons why we should vote in the next election and then give me five promises for the black community that have been fulfilled by local and national politicians. He said mayor and president. I take that as meaning local and um, national. And they didn't really have anything for him. I think um, Anna Navarro jumped into the mix and gave 10 reasons. And it was 10 of the kids that had passed away. Politicizing that already. We'll talk about that a little bit later. I don't want to get too ahead of myself, right? So here is Uncle Luke, a.k.a. Luke Campbell, Luther Campbell, and he responded with a video, right? He says, I want to thank everybody for turning into the space today. If you don't know what spaces are on Twitter, basically a space is like a live stream, but it's, um, it's audio only. And you have speakers that can go in there. Like, let's say, for example, in his space, he had 2,000 
people, which is a lot of people. In a space like that, you may have 10 speakers, 12 speakers that can take turns speaking. If you are the host or the co-host of the show or the space, you could drop speakers in, drop speakers out, and do it that way. But the majority of the space are just people that listen. It's kind of hard to be on those for a while because you can't really do anything else but that. It's on your phone. You can't do it through your desktop. But anyway, I digress. The point is that he had a really big space with 2,000 people talking about this particular issue. So his caption to his video says, I want to thank everybody for tuning into the space today. We're going to do this again next Sunday. Here's my message for my good friends at Jamel Hill and at Julian Reed. I love you guys, but it was a simple question. So let's see what he says here. And let's get a little bit of audio. That could that that, that might work for me. Yo, what up? This your boy Uncle Luke. I guess I went viral today. I asked a simple question. A simple question. A simple question. And the usual suspects did what? Try to change the narrative. Here's the question. Simple as fuck. Sorry, sorry for the question. It's not my fault. Blame the white man. Give me five reasons. Why black people should vote in the next election. And then the second part of the question was, give me five black promises that has been fulfilled by politicians for black people, whether it's mayor or president. My homegirl, Jamel Hill and Joy Reid took it out of context. Oh, Luther, you're telling people not to vote. Where in the fuck did I tell somebody not to vote? Please go look at the tweet. And then I went and did a whole space. And I DM'd them and invited them to come talk in the space. Crickets. We had 2,000 people in the space talking about this very topic. And I'm still trying to figure out where in the f*** did I say don't vote? That's the usual suspect y'all telling on yourself. Don't tell on yourself. Don't do it. You're telling on yourself. So that's, that's pretty much the extent of it. And shout out to Uncle Luke, a.k.a. Luther Campbell from 2 Live Crew for just putting that out there. It's like, hey, man, I'm just asking for some answers. That's all I'm asking for, some answers. Like, what's the purpose? And these people on the Democratic side, they don't have anything. All they want to say is, look, man, just vote. Just do it. Don't worry about why. Don't don't worry about don't don't ask any questions. That's not your place to ask questions like that. Just do what we say and that's it. And 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 how about that? That's that's pretty much what they want to tell you. They don't want to actually be accountable or hold themselves accountable or hold those that are above them accountable because they're getting their money. Jamel Hill has a job at the Atlantic. She's getting paid pretty handsomely. And she's probably still eating off of that ESPN money from back in the day. And remember when she was on ESPN and she called Trump a white supremacist, the, the big boss at the time of Disney, Bob Iger, came down from his ivory tower to save her. Bob Iger, the, the big boss. It would be the equivalent of um, Donald Trump when he was a president coming down and saving uh, a postal worker from being in trouble with their manager. It's like, why would Trump come down and save somebody on that level? I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being a postal worker, but I'm just saying it doesn't make any sense. Like that kind of thing should be handled with a supervisor or manager of the post office, not with the president. So Bob Iger was a big boss of Disney and Jamel, who worked for ESPN. Why would that not be, why would that not be handled by 
an ESPN executive, an ESPN manager, boss, or whatever. You got to go all the way to the top of the whole food chain, uh, Bob Iger. See, that's because they're all plugged in politically. I think Bob Iger at one point was talking about trying to run for president and get a Democratic nomination. So, of course, he's going to go down and save a Jamel Hill because that's a high-profile person, and he doesn't want to have anything like that in his um, his uh, uh, umbrella of companies because it'll make him look bad politically. You see how that works? So they're going to circle the wagons all the time. They don't have anything because, really, the ultimate answer is in their response. When he says, hey, give me five reasons why we should vote, the ultimate answer is in their response. Oh, you're saying to tell you're, you're telling black folks not to vote. Why would they say something like that when I just asked for reasons? The reason why they said that is because they don't have anything. They don't have one reason, let alone five reasons. Okay, now I have reasons why you should vote, but I'm not going to tell you to vote for the Democratic Party. If you were to ask me, hey, ABL, why would you want to vote for the Democratic Party? Give me five reasons to vote for the Democratic Party specifically. I had nothing for you. Okay, I, I come up with a bit fat, goose egg, nothing burger, zero, nada, I got nothing for you. Now, if you say, why vote in general, I got plenty. And you're talking about this inflation going on, it's crazy. I mean, look at, especially talking about local politics, I got into a debate on my Facebook recently, and the person deleted their comments ASAP because I stomped them in the mud, just like uh, my man, um, Brian Kemp did to Purdue in Georgia, but that's a different story, and I digress. Oh, to talk, talk about that right quick. I know I'm digressing, but in the Georgia primary, Brian Kemp won handedly over David Purdue. I think it was like 70-30 or something like that. People were kind of surprised because Purdue got the Trump nomination, but Purdue is not a good candidate. Brian Kemp is a good governor. Brian Kemp is one of the best governors in the nation, and I've been saying that on this show for a long time. I like Brian Kemp. I live not far from Georgia. I'm right on the Georgia line. So I see all the Georgia politicians on television. I'm in Georgia a lot. I'm, I'm like a honorary Georgia citizen, even though I live in Tennessee. And I like Brian Kemp. Okay, I would not, I would not have voted for um, Purdue if I was able to vote in a Georgia election. No way, no how. I vote Brian Kemp, period. Period. But I know it's controversial to say but as somebody that lives like right here, I'm telling you, Brian Kemp is a guy that you want to vote for. Purdue's not a bad person, but he's not he's not Brian Kemp. It, it is what it is. That's right, sometimes friendly. Brian Kemp is great. I think people kind of got caught up in the whole Trump thing with the election and whatnot, but that wasn't his fault. The same way it was not Mike Pence's fault. But I, again, I don't want to get nobody offended right now at this moment. I'll get you offended a little bit later. So I'll move on. Um, I kind of got lost in that particular thing right there, but I'm talking about Uncle Luke and um, the, the 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 primaries and whatnot. Oh, speaking about why you should vote. Um, now, from state to state, you could see the difference in voting. Look at the gas prices and the inflation. California, you're approaching eight dollars a gallon in some parts of the state. Eight eight gallons, and I've heard about gas going above eight gallons on other parts of the left coast, not just California, like Washington state, Oregon. I've heard about gas going above $8 a gallon. Now, somebody was trying to argue with me that, um, the gas prices are set far beyond USA politics. 
And I'm like, all right, well, why is gas in California $8, but it's $4 in Tennessee? Oh, that's a state issue. But you just told me that it was set far beyond USA politics. But obviously, that's not true because it's double in California. So how does external politics set the prices higher in California than it does in Tennessee? That's clearly a state issue right there. You also had the federales. So it's important to vote really locally first, but also federally, but locally first. Here's an example. California gas prices, Tennessee gas prices. That's local politics right there. $8 versus $4. Local. Your state level, your state reps. Okay, when you're talking about children being exposed to LGBTQ, elemental P stuff, you got guys like Scott Weiner, guys going out to these prop parades wearing all types of BDSM outfits. If he's your senator and you got this kind of perverted type of dude in there setting rules and laws for your children, you you you're you're doing bad. You're you're going you're going down all the way bad with a guy like that in office. One hundred percent. You're going down super bad. Like the movie. Um and the federal level, your man Joe Biden is rescinding oil and gas permits. And the biggest one that he rescinded was Keystone XL. They were going to get 800,000 barrels a day out of Keystone XL. And it was already pretty much done. Just completed. Everything is pretty much already set in place. All the materials are there. The workers are there. The money is set aside. Just go ahead and push the button and you got it rocking and rolling. So if you don't have 800,000 barrels a day, coming from Keystone XL, that's going to impact the global price because of the lack of supply. It's very simple. So you got monetary policies that are really bad. You got the, um, the inflationary stuff, printing and spending money, canceling oil and gas permits. You got all of that going on, and you're not trying to get Russian gas because of the whole kerfuffle in Ukraine, okay? And you're pressuring NATO allies to not get oil and gas from Russia because of Ukraine, that's also going to increase the price on a global level. So the federal government most certainly has a hand in the gas prices and local government. That's a good reason to vote right there. How are you going to be able to afford food? Like being able to put gas in your car is one thing, but you still have to be able to get food from point A to point B. These truckers filling up their tank. I mean, at a certain point, you're going to feel that if you if you have a trucker that's having these exponentially higher prices for diesel fuel, you're going to feel that when they when they pull up when they have these uh, reefer trucks, these uh, refrigerated trucks, with all your your perishable items, your milk and all that kind of cheese and everything, things that can melt, ice cream. Are oh, you going to feel that pain at the pump? You, you're going to feel that pain in your wallet. You're going to feel that pain in the grocery store. You're going to feel that pain everywhere. It's going to be like getting beat down by Mike Tyson on the airplane, like that dude that was bothering him. And shout out to Mike Tyson for not facing any charges for that, which he shouldn't. The guy was poking and poking and poking, throwing stuff at him. And Mike held back. He didn't beat him up too much. He kind of softened him up, softened him up. Boom, boom. Just, just a little bit, a, 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 little, a little tenderizing. Like you got uh, some, some Wagyu beef, right? A little tenderizing. No charges for that. But you're going to feel the pain from that. And people are already feeling it. I'm seeing you guys right now and saying you're already feeling it. It's already happening. 
the inflation is already here and they keep going with these monetary policies, you're going to feel it a whole lot more. It's, it's going to be a continuous thing. So that's the reason why you should vote right there. If you want to be able to afford to live, afford to eat food and uh, pay bills and rent and things of that nature. Okay, you got a housing crisis, you got a rent crisis, you got all types of things going on, right? Supply chain shortages, all kind of weird stuff. You're talking about infrastructure, your, your roads and all that. They say, okay, you got to pay taxes because my roads, my roads, my roads. But yet when I'm driving on my roads, my car is about to go into the ground because you got potholes size of sinkholes. I can't tell what's a pothole or a sinkhole. I'm seeing pipes and water and caves and all of that up under the road. Like, what is this? Is this a pothole, a sinkhole? Is it neglect? Is it a collapsed road? What's happening here? Okay, all of that, that's your local politicians. One good example of this, this was years ago. I was in Virginia still, and I'm on the, I'm on the road drive. I'm on the interstate. I'm on 264. Now, 264 is like a circle, kind of, and... Part of it is in different cities. You know, seven cities, Virginia, Beach, Norfolk. It's all one area, but different cities, seven different cities. So on 264, Norfolk, it's terrible. Like, it, it was so bad on that particular stretch of road in Norfolk, it made the news because people were driving and it was damaging their axles. People had crazy tire blowouts because of the potholes. It was a mess. Like people were trying to sue VDOT for damages to their car because of the ridiculous amounts of potholes and how deep they were and how just unmaintained 264 Norfolk was. But as soon as you go across into Virginia Beach, it's beautiful, smooth sailing. It's like this is the same road here. Why is the road in Norfolk so torn to pieces? But that same stretch of road, I'm talking about it's the same road. But you cross the boundary, you're in a different city. The Virginia Beach part is beautiful. Why? Local politics. Another example, you got um, Twin Cities, Bristol, Tennessee, and Bristol, Virginia. It's the same place. It's like Kansas City, Missouri, and Kansas City, Kansas. It's, it's like that, right? It's the same place, but separated by a border. Now, Bristol, Virginia, because of the Virginia politics, wound up going bankrupt. But Bristol, Tennessee is thriving. Why? Local politics. It's the same place. It's the same people, basically. So why is one half of the city doing so poorly, but the other one is doing very well? You already know what it is. If Bristol was entirely in Tennessee, they'd be totally fine. But because half of it is in Virginia, that's where the problems are. So voting is more about a local thing rather than a... Um, national thing. National politics matter too because we got this whole Ukraine thing going on. We got the inflation going on, supply chain shortages, the federal mandates. Remember the whole thing about wearing masks on airplanes? That was a federal mandate. That wasn't something that United Airlines or Delta or whatever wanted to do. And shout out to that guy for getting beat up. Like, why are so many guys getting stomped down that work for airplanes or that are on airplanes. You got the regular normie passengers getting stomped down, like the, the guy that got kind of softened up by Mike Tyson and other fights. And then you have some of the workers themselves getting stomped down. I don't know how that whole thing happened. I know you guys have seen that video 
of the the former NFL football player beating up the United um I think it's United Airlines guy. I'm not sure what he was. Uh, as he was a flight attendant, I don't know what he had going on. I think he was just like the front gate person. But what in the world is happening? <laughs> anyway, federal mandate said you had to wear a mask on an airplane, and that caused so many problems because people are upset. They got to put this mask on. The flight attendants, they don't want to put the mask on either. They don't want to enforce the mask. They're both upset. They're both triggered. They're both kind of short-tempered. It created all kinds of problems. So voting does matter. But I can say that because these things I'm talking about are things that the Democrats like. They like high inflation for some reason. They like government control. They like this whole thing about gun control and whatnot. And I'll talk about that in a little bit. Because the gun control thing is really, really big. Um, it's always like that. Whenever there's a shooting, they, they, they talk about gun control immediately. All right. Matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and get into it. Let's talk about the um, Uvalde, Texas shooting. I know I said I'd get to it a little bit later, but I kind of want to get into it right now. So Uvalde, Texas, um, I think this is Rob Elementary. If I'm wrong about that, y'all please correct me in the comments, in the live stream or in the pre-recorded or in the post comments. But Uvalde, Texas, I think that the, the death toll Unfortunately, I think it's 19 children. These are little kids. It's elementary school. So you're talking about like second or third grade. You're talking about very little kids. Um, 19 children and three adults, I think. I'm seeing that it might have been two adults. Maybe it was three if you include the shooter himself who was killed by police after he went on his rampage. So here's what happened as far as I know. I'm seeing pictures of the guy floating around. I think some of those are fake and it's not him. But let's talk about what I do know from what I've seen in the media and from, I guess you would say, verified sources. Now, and of course, rest in peace to all those who passed away and to anyone that's injured. I think his grandma, he shot his grandma in the face before you went on the rampage. Hopefully they get well soon and they fully recover because his grandma did not pass away, although she was shot. And I think his grandma actually called the police on him. And that's probably how they were able to get to the school to intervene. And I'm sure people at the school called the police as well. But I think the grandma called the police first because she was the first one to get shot by the guy. But anyway, this guy's 18 years old. His name is Salvador Ramos. So this story, I'm kind of surprised. I think this story, the reason why I got picked up by the media is because of so many little children that were killed. If not for that, it probably wouldn't been picked up by the media. If there were more older kids or not in the school, it probably would have been picked up because he's Hispanic, obviously. And I think all the victims were Hispanic or at least 90% of them. Uvalde is like right by the border, like an hour or less from the border, Mexico. And like, uh, what's that like South? I think it's like South Texas, if I'm not mistaken, close to San Antonio. But anyway, it, it would have been kind of swept under the rug if not for all the children that passed away because it was all Hispanic people for the most part, and the shooter was also Hispanic. But I'm moving away from that. So he's 18 years old, Salvador Ramos. He purchases guns legally from a gun store in the area, and he purchased ammunition. Now let's pause right there. Um, people are talking about we need to have 
more background checks, right? That's the main thing. We got to have background checks, background checks. I did a video talking about Steve Kerr, right? Steve Kerr, the head coach of the Golden State Warriors in the NBA. And he, he went on this impassioned rant talking about we need more background checks. And 50 senators, you're talking about Republicans now, 50 senators don't want to sign it because they want to have power. Well, here's, here's a couple of things about background checks. First of all, background checks are not uncommon. You know, in Tennessee, you got to pass a background check to get your weapon. Now, there's no permit for, I think, uh, concealed carry, if I'm not mistaken. And in Virginia, there's no permit for open carry. You can open carry whatever you want in Virginia. But you have to purchase your guns legally now. So when I go to the gun store here in Tennessee and purchase a weapon, there's a machine, right? So you want your weapon, you pick it out. Okay, cool. Go over there to the machine. You got to have your ID and know all your information, social security number, address, ID. You go to the machine, you fill out paperwork on the machine. It's like, a, like, a, like an old school computer, like an old, like a little uni computer, like an old desktop computer. You fill stuff out there, it gets in off, wait for a little bit, you're either approved or you're denied. If you're approved, you can buy your weapon. That's how it goes. One time I went to the gun store and I purchased a weapon, long time ago before the boarding accident happened, of course, because I don't have any more guns now. But I went to the place and I think the machine was down. So I couldn't buy it. I had to wait. Like they said, okay, come back a couple of days. The machine should be straight and you'll be good to go. You can't just buy a weapon just randomly like that in the store. Okay. Now, also, even if there was not a background check in Texas, and then you could just kind of go back in time and put a background check there, the guy would pass the background check. Why would he not pass the background check? He has no prior criminal record. He's not a gang-affiliated person. He does not have any marks or flags on his background. So why would he fill the background check? What would a background check do for a person that's not an active gang member or a prior criminal or a guy who has faced issues with the law before? It's not really going to make any sense. Okay, people don't really understand the way this whole, the way all this work, the way all this works. I did a video a few years ago. A lot of you guys have seen it. It's probably my most viewed video on the channel. Right, there was a guy who tried to buy a weapon, and his purpose was he he was a reporter, right? He was a journalist. He had the purpose of showing how easy it'd be to buy his weapon. Matter of fact, I'll, I'll play it. This is from, this is, this is my most viewed video, 3 million views. This is from, when is this? Uh, 2000 and, hold on, 2015? Oh, 2016. So we're talking about, wow, uh, six years ago. Time flies, huh? So let's play this video right quick, just to, just the beginning part of it. And here we go. Let's get some sound. That, that can help. Steinberg of the Chicago Sun-Times. Was hold on, hold on, hold on. You got to hear his name. Steinberg, Chicago Sun-Times. Neil Steinberg of the Chicago Sun-Times was hoping to coast through the process of buying an AR-15 at a local gun store. But during the mandatory 24-hour waiting period, the store refused to sell to him because he failed his background check. 
and this part is a little embarrassing for him. Uh, the store said that it was uncovered that Mr. Steinberg had an admitted history of alcohol abuse and a charge for domestic battery involving his wife. Therefore, he wasn't able to buy a gun. Well, Steinberg claims... Let's, 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 let's rewind that right quick. What, what did he do now? What, why did he fill his background check? 24-hour waiting period. The store refused to sell to him because he failed his background check. And this part is a little embarrassing for him. Uh, the store said that it was uncovered that Mr. Steinberg had an admitted history of alcohol abuse. Alcohol abuse? You are drunk and you beating your wife? Good grief, sir. Why would you try to go and pass a background check? You know you can't pass no background check. You, you beating your wife drunk, man? Sir, you need to be in the penitentiary, actually. And a charge for domestic battery involving his wife. Therefore, he wasn't able to buy a gun. Well, Steinberg claims that he was denied because he was a member of the media. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. Trying to pull the media card, huh? Well, how about don't go drinking and beating your wife? Maybe you need to pass a background check. How about that? See, his whole thing was to try and see, to try and prove how easy it is for anybody to get a weapon. But clearly, it's not that easy. You see, what's going on is that people are not buying their guns legally. Usually, when you're talking about somebody that shoots someone, some, some criminal out here committing criminal actions, when they commit their crime and they have a weapon, 99 times out of 100, you have a prohibited possessor, meaning someone who's not allowed to own the weapon. They, they got the gun on the street illegally, whether they stole it, whether they bought it, whether they quote-unquote found it, and also, one way people get their guns is through the southern border. Because you, you, it's not just drugs coming across the southern border. It's not just people coming across trying to, quote-unquote, find a better life and all this and that. Now, you got guns coming across by the boatload, okay? By the boatload. And usually, when you're talking about car break-ins, when, when you see car break-ins happen, they're trying to find something like a gun. They're, they're trying to find guns in the car. So if you're leaving your gun in the car unattended, that's going to get swiped a lot of times if you're in an area where there's a lot of car break-ins. If they can see your weapon or they think it might be in there, they're going to, they're going to take that. That's very, very valuable. These criminals, when they shoot, they kill or whatever, they have guns unlawfully. I know guys that have been to the penitentiary for shooting into an occupied dwelling with a felony on their record and they are a prohibited possessor, but yet they got a gun regardless. We're talking about gun laws. That's not going to affect criminals who don't care about laws. There's already 325 million guns in the wild in America. I ain't talking about sitting on shelves in inventory and gun stores. I'm talking about in the hands of the American people. I know guys that got 100 guns, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. An armory of guns. You, you would never know. You can, you cannot necessarily look at a guy and think, oh, he's a gun owner or he's not a gun owner. You would never, ever, ever know it. Ever know it. Unless they told you. Right? So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Try, try to go confiscate these guns? Now, I think what they want to do as far as uh, the, the bill they got in Congress is not just a background check, because they always say something like that. Oh, it's just a background check. They want to make it just kind of go over very smooth. It's just a background check. Why would you be against that? It's not just that. They probably won't have a registry as well. So when you purchase your weapon, now they know where it is, how many you have, all of that kind of stuff. So then they might try to do a red flag on you. 
All right, Mr. Logan, we have a red flag on you. And we know you have a bunch of guns in your house because you purchased them in December of 2025. So what you're going to do right now is open your house up and let us search it. Here's our warrant. We're searching the house. And if you have any weapons that are not on the registry list, if they're not registered with the government, then you'll be arrested for illegal possession. Now you're going to, now you're going to the penitentiary for owning guns, which is your Second Amendment right. That's what they ultimately want to do. But that will only apply to regular citizens because the criminals ain't going to do that. The criminals will not be involved in that whole process. They're not going to have their guns on registry. They're not going to buy their guns legally. They're getting them on the black market. They get them from somebody else. They'll steal them. They'll do whatever they want to do. That's how it's going to work. So when you're talking about gun laws, all that's going to do is leave the regular everyday normie at a disadvantage. That's going to leave them vulnerable to attacks from those who don't really care about laws. That's what's going to happen. It's very simple. But to get back to the Uvalde shooting, so the, the person... Like I said, 18 years old, Salvador Ramos, he goes into the school. And before he gets into the school, he was confronted by a school resource officer. I'm not sure what happened outside of school before he went inside. I don't know how he was able to get past the officer, but he was confronted by at least one officer. I read it could have been two, but I think it was just one. So he gets past the officer, goes into school, and barricades himself in the classroom and just shoots indiscriminately. And like I said, you have 19 children, little kids who were killed. And I think at least two adults who may have been teachers. I think the third adult might have been a shooter himself. Once the police get there, once the backup, I guess, comes there. I think it was like Border Patrol agents and Uvalde police or whatever. They go ahead and put him down. They go ahead and kill him right there on the scene, which is the, the good news that I can glean from this. So very, very bad situation. Uh, Matthew McConaughey just happens to be from Uvalde, Texas. That's kind of a coincidence. He gave his two cents on it. And this whole thing is do something. That's what people are saying. Do something, right? You have Beto O'Rourke, also known as Francis. That whole Beto name, I don't know where that comes from. I guess because he's from El Paso. He wants to be more Mexican, but he's really Irish. But anyway, so Beto O'Rourke, he crashes the press conference they were having and Uvalde, I think um, Ted Cruz was there. The mayor of Uvalde was there. And let's go ahead and see some of this. Now, language warning, because the mayor of Uvalde lost. Now, I think his, I think he had two staff members that lost kids in the whole thing. So he's upset. He's like, you're doing this political stuff. So language warning for the mayor. But let's go ahead and watch this. Uh, pass the mic to Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Sit down. You're out of you're out of line and an embarrassment. Sit down and get out of this. No, he needs to get his ass out of here. This isn't the place to talk to. So this is totally predictable. Sir, you're out of line. Sir, you're out of line. Sir, you're out of line. Please leave this auditorium. I can't believe you're a sick son of a bitch that would come to a deal like this to make a political issue. So, yeah, Beto, Beto tried to crash the conference talking about 
He's pointing at Governor Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, of course. He's pointing at Greg Abbott talking about this is your fault, it's predictable, all this, that, and the third. But it's not anyone's fault, really, other than the person who pulled the trigger and killed those children. It's that person's fault. How are you going to blame Greg Abbott? Texas is not a hotbed for these kind of shootings. It's just not. And one thing that was said, one thing that I think Greg Abbott said is that there was already the, the law that says you can be 18 years old and have a long gun has been on the books for the past 60 years. So why is it all of a sudden now become a problem? Why is it all of a sudden now we're seeing these 18 year olds carry long guns in the schools and shoot it up? Now, I'm not saying that's common in Texas for a guy to go shoot up a school with a long gun. But I'm talking about anywhere in the country. Why is it all of a sudden a thing? Like I said before, many other videos used to have rifle clubs in school. You used to be able to bring your rifle to school. To school, you could drive to school in a truck and have your rifle rack in your, in your in your window of your truck. But now, doing something like that is totally unheard of. But why has it changed? I think society has changed. The gun trying to blame the gun is just the wrong thing to do. And again, if you're going to have all these gun laws, look at Chicago, New York City, California, places where you got a lot of tight gun control. You still got all these murders going on. How is that really happening? I think it's more about the, the culture, society, and people. And one thing they said about this guy, the shooter, they said he was a loner. He was wearing eyeliner. Um, kind of went into like this this dark phase wearing these cowboy, not cowboy boots, pardon me, combat boots. It was a typical thing. Loner, um, isolated, um, getting bullied. It's the same old story. We know the profile. We know the profile. That's the problem, really. People that feel like they have nowhere to turn, they got mental problems, family problems, just a, a strange society. It's a societal illness, a sickness, and that should be treated more on an interpersonal level rather than trying to blame all citizens and make us be at a disadvantage when it comes to being able to defend ourselves against criminals now. People are going to ask me and ask everyone, what would you do to solve the problem? Well, I don't know about solving all problems in the world because regardless of what, you're still going to have issues, right? In, in society, you're going to have issues. But things that I would do is just tighten up security at the school. Okay, go anywhere. Like, I went to a museum and there was an armed guard in front. A museum. And we ain't talking about, they ain't have no Picasso stuff in there. It's just like regular stuff. So if we can have a museum that's protected by the armed guard, why can't we have all schools that are protected the same way? Why can't we have better entrances and exits and things of that nature? Why can't teachers be armed if they want to? Now, I'm not saying we must arm all teachers because not everybody's going to be comfortable with that, especially with these new teachers we got out there, the LGBTQ, elemental P, these, these people barely know what gender they are. So I'm not sure about arming all of them, and I'm not sure they would want to be armed. But I'm saying if you want to be armed as a teacher, be armed. One thing about these school shootings is that the shooters know it's a soft target. There typically won't be anybody to fight back inside the school. That's what they think. That's why they go there. That's why they go to a church or a grocery store or something like that in an area where there's not a lot of guns, where there's tight gun control. Because no, it's going to be a soft target. 
Okay. If you go to a place where everybody's armed and everybody knows that everybody's armed, you're going to have, it's, it's going to be much less likely for you to run into a situation where there's going to be a mass shooter because that shooter knows he's not going to be able to do this for very long before he gets shot down in a hell of bullets. I was reading something recently. Well, I didn't read it. It was like a headline to a video. And the headline said, uh, Robert tries to, uh, guy tries to rob a concealed carry class and he gets shot by everyone. That's pretty much how that's going to go. If you go to a gun store, concealed carry class, something like that, and try to do something crazy, you you putting your life on the line and you know it. That's, that's a whole suicide mission. That's a kamikaze mission. You're losing the plan and your life at that particular point in time because you know that it is going to be a wrap. You're not approaching a soft target. All right. That's like going to China. That's like going to North Korea and slapping Kim Jong-un. You're going to die right there on the spot. You're not going to do that, but you might try to slap some old lady because you feel like she's not really a threat. But try try to slap the president. Try, try to slap Kim Jong-un. You would die. You, you would go to glory right there on the spot. So I say all that to say this. There's got to be a deterrent against going into a school and trying to shoot it up. It's got to be a deterrent. And people say it's, it's going to cost money. Well, we got $50 billion in the Ukraine. So we're sending, we're sending Ukraine money and weapons, but we can't send ourselves money and weapons. What's more important when you're talking about protection, protecting Ukrainian citizens or protecting American citizens? If you're an American, if you're an American citizen, what's more important, protecting Ukrainian citizens or American citizens? And if we need the protection, why not? We got the money. We got, we got the money to be able to send to Ukraine. How about not send it to Ukraine, not try to engage in the proxy war, not trying to be over there meddling in their affairs in the Slavic civil war. How about we protect ourselves, protect our own children with our own money that we fight and work and, and, and die and do all that for. Okay. We pay all this tax money. I'm talking about working yourself to death to pay taxes. Why not spend that on ourselves? Doesn't that make sense? Maybe it's just me just talking and wishing on a star, wishful thinking, but I think we should spend our own money on ourselves to protect ourselves. We got the money. We just spend it inappropriately. Okay. Uh, the, the, the most ridiculous things, taxing and spend on nonsense, all these bills going nowhere, just stupid stuff. We got to just reprioritize where we should spend our money and what we should do with our safety as a country. It's simple. Go on an airplane that got TSA. Go to the museum. Go to a bank. Go pretty much everywhere. They got all this kind of security and armed guards and everything. Go to a music concert. They got armed guards. And if anything happens, it's like, hey, where's the security at? Why, 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 wasn't, why wasn't the security tight at this concert? Remember the whole Travis Scott thing where people got trampled and all that? They were like, hey, where was the security? Where was the, where was the management for the crowd? But then when it comes to a school shooting, oh, it's the gun's fault. Oh, it's, 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 it's not the security or lack thereof. We shouldn't do anything about that and short that up. It's the gun's fault. The gun did it. It's, it's the gun lobby's fault. And one thing I hate is when they say, when I say they, I mean the celebrities and the politicians say, hey, we got to do something. But they don't really say what it is. 
what they ultimately want is for guns to be banned, like New Zealand, like Australia. But the thing about Australia is that we saw what they did to their own citizens during the pandemic. You had no rights at all. You were treated worse than an animal in Australia. It was a mess, man. Shout out to all my Australian people. But I saw what happened during the pandemic. China's the same way. You may not have a lot of gun violence in China, if any at all, but good luck trying to escape your home if they feel like you got the virus. They got a whole city of 25 million people, 30 million people on lockdown. You can't even, you, you can't do, you're like a slave at that point to the state. Now, I don't know about y'all, but slavery has been over with for a long time. Slavery is a thing of the past. I'm not trying to revisit that. So I'm keeping my weapons. And, and, the, and the main thing, the main reason why I'm keeping my weapons is because, allegedly, like I, like I said, I had guns in the past. They're all gone now. I'm speaking allegedly, right? Hypothetically, if I had guns, I'm keeping them because I don't want to be taken over by the federales. I don't want them to control my life, like how they did in Australia, how they're doing right now in China, North Korea, Eritrea, Africa. I don't want that for myself. I want to be free. I'm free right now. I want to remain free for my whole life. I'm, I refuse to go back to bondage. Not that, never, not that I've ever been there, but I refuse to go into that particular space. I, I'm not going to do it. It's just not going to happen. So if I had guns, I'm keeping them for that particular purpose. Now, some may feel like living in China, getting welded into your house is not a bad thing because you're able to control the virus. All right. Well, if you like slavery, then go ahead and sign up for it. You know, go ahead and sign up for it. Matter of fact, commit a crime right now and go to the penitentiary and be a slave there. How about that? It, it'll be a little dangerous. You don't want to have, you, you don't want to be in a shower with Bubba, right? And if you're a woman, God forbid some dude come in there with his twig and berries talking about I'm transgender. This dude, six foot five, 275 pounds, Jack talking about, yeah, I identify as Barbara. All right, well, Barbara, look, man, you got to go over there because I ain't trying to have that interfere. But if you can't get that, then no well, you see, because now you've, you've entered this whole thing where you don't really care about your rights. You don't really care about yourself and living as a free person. So you get whatever comes with it. You get all the negative things. You feel like the positive things are you are able to cut down on the virus. You were able to cut down on gun deaths. But look at how you live in. You have no freedom. You're an animal. You're a slave. And I'm not going to live like that. We need to punish criminals. Oh, and one more thing. I know I'm being long-winded about the whole gun issue, but did you guys see the subway shooter in New York City? They caught him, right? Um, this guy shot some poor person on the subway for no reason. The, I think it was an older man. I'm not really sure how old he was. Might have been middle-aged, a little older. This guy was going to brunch, just minding his business on the subway, and the person comes up to him and shoots him, point-blank range, kills him. Now, the person had a rap sheet long as you could imagine. And violent charges, really crazy charges. His most recent bail amount was one dollar. One, I'm not making it up, a dollar. What are you going to buy for a dollar? Go to the grocery store right now and try to get a honey bun or something like that for a dollar. Get, get one of these right here. This mint water, no ad. Get a water like this. You can't even get this for a dollar. 
he was able to get out of jail for one dollar. And what does it do? Kill somebody. Kill somebody point blank range, innocent for no reason. It was no confrontation, no fight, no nothing. I'm going to just kill you because. So, I mean, what's the actual problem? Is it is it the gun? Like, okay, the guy has a lengthy rap sheet, violent crime, all of that. This ain't no dope boy. It just got sent to jail because he had a dime bag of weed. Violent crimes, violent criminal, known violent criminal. Gets out of jail on a $1 bail and goes and kills somebody. Now, are you going to blame the gun that he used to do it or the system for letting him out in the first place? It's a lot of guys like that all over the place. It's all kind of real red flags. I ain't talking about somebody said you were in your house screaming at the TV or something like that. And the police came in and served a red flag warrant on you. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about you, you didn't beat your wife. You didn't shot at um, some kids on the subway. You didn't beat somebody up. Strong on robbery, cracking heads open, doing all of that over a period of years. You don't really get punished for it. You don't really have any kind of penalty. So why would anybody be surprised when you go out there and you kill somebody? Matter of fact, hold on. I'm going to try to find that article right quick. Um, so you guys are not making it up. One dollar bill. Hold on. Um, some of these articles right here. A subway shooting that New York City overlooked. What? Overlooked it? How do you overlook a person that get murdered on the subway? I'm going to try to find the whole thing about the $1. I know I'm not gonna really going to be able to find it because. Okay, here's here's the okay, here, here's the story. This is on the um, local news out there. Let's let's put a news story. So you guys know I'm not making this up. So alleged shooter and unprovoked NYC subway murder surrenders. New video tonight of the moment the accused subway shooter was taken into custody this afternoon. 25-year-old Andrew Abdullah is accused of shooting and killing Daniel Enriquez on the Q train on Sunday morning. Tonight, a new detail about how cops actually questioned him just moments after the killing, but let him walk away. Eyewitness News reporter Sonia Rincon with the new details. Tonight, the accused subway shooter, Andrew Abdullah, is charged with attempted murder, brought into the 5th Precinct Station, handcuffed. His family's pastor says that wasn't the plan. Abdullah was going to surrender. But with his long criminal past, the NYPD wasn't taking chances once they knew where to find him. This cell phone video shows the 25-year-old being arrested near the Tribeca office of his legal aid attorney over the objections of family members. There was a charade of officers with guns drawn. And I asked him, I said he was going to turn himself in. Look, man, look, look, you know what? I'm not interested in seeing no pastor get on here and try to defend some murderer. Some dude with the longest rap sheet in the world. Just go ahead and get locked up, man. Like, if you didn't do it, you'd be all right. But I'm not trying to hear you, Pastor Short Stuff, and your ridiculous family go out there and be screaming about this guy. I don't want to hear it. I hate this type of stuff because it just emboldens criminals to go out there and do whatever they want. When their family don't really care, when they, when they want to be acting a fool, acting crazy, oh, he didn't do nothing. I hate that so much. They, they need to go to jail, too. Y'all go to jail as a package deal. How about that? Make it a bundle. 
Why would you guys do it this way? Today, the manhunt for Andrew oh. Abdullah is over. That manhunt lasted a little more than two days after the unprovoked shooting of a 48-year-old financial researcher on a Q train, taking him to Sunday brunch. The murder of Daniel Enriquez was every New Yorker's worst nightmare. And police officials tonight say the motive is still a mystery. We just targeted this, this poor individual and for reasons we don't know. I spoke to the family. He said that he suffered from His pastor says Abdullah claims he doesn't remember what happened in that last car of the train on Sunday when witnesses described him pacing, then opening fire on Enriquez at close range. The, the full weight of justice should come down on him like a ton of bricks. Thanks. Tonight, Enriquez's heartbroken sister and brother-in-law say the arrest is only a first step for them and for the city. Our family hopefully can have someone who will pay their debt to society for taking an innocent life. But I'm not relieved. I'd, I don't feel any better. You know, we just want Daniel to come home. Abdullah's arrest today is his ninth. And if he's sentenced to prison, it wouldn't be the first time. Enriquez's sister says it's hard to understand how it might take her brother's death to get someone so dangerous off the street. But if that's the case, she says, may his death be the last we hear about. On the so that's that's that. Now, let's let's get to the one dollar bill. I found that particular piece in this article. I don't make stuff up. Like I say, I always put my sources in the description box of my video. I do not make stuff up. Now, Abdullah has prior arrest for assault, robbery, menacing, grand larceny, in addition to three cases that are still pending. So he still has a bunch of cases that he, he shouldn't even be out. He still has three cases pending aside from the murder he did on the subway. Now, police say he was arrested on April, April 22nd for allegedly being in possession of a stolen motorcycle and that while the Brooklyn district attorney asked for $15,000 bail, the judge set a nominal bail of $1. So he stole a bike, had it on him. They say, Hey, how about bail $15,000? Let's do $1. Let him, let him get out. Ain't nothing but a stolen bike. It's whatever. But now he still has three cases pending and he has a violent rap sheet. That's like I said, assault, robbery, menacing, grand larceny, and three more cases pending. He shouldn't have been out to begin with. So when we're talking about guns, we're talking about more laws. How about we enforce the laws that are on the books? How about that? How about that? How about a guy that has a long rap sheet, violent rap sheet, dangerous criminal? How about we don't allow him on the street? How about when you get a guy like that in custody, don't just let him back out in the street to do whatever he wants to do. Remember that guy I told you about the, the transgender um, sex offender this guy by the name of James, quote-unquote, Hannah Tubbs, he assaulted a girl when she was 10 years old, when he, I think, was 17 or 18. I think he was 17, close to 18, right? Almost an adult, but not quite. Um, He was able to kind of finagle his way out of that particular thing because of his age, and I think being transgender, he was able to be put in a jail with women, and he was able to be let out pretty soon. Then once he got let out, he gets re-arrested for a murder charge. Also in New York City, there was another guy that the, the, the Tubbs guy that was in California. He was bragging about that whole thing to his dad on the phone. 
And they recorded it, of course, because you're in jail. They're going to record everything. They sent the recording to Gascon. He didn't do anything about it. So he gets let out and kills somebody, allegedly. And back to New York City, there was a guy who was arrested, I think, on a murder charge, and they let him out, and then he killed somebody that same night. So, again, how about we just enforce laws that are on the books? How about we don't let violent criminals? I ain't talking about... This ain't, this ain't people that do small crimes, petty crimes. Still in the candy bar. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about beating people up, killing people, robbing um, violent crimes, victim crimes with actual physical human victims, people that get hurt. Don't let these guys out of jail. Keep them in there for a while, a long time. The appropriate sentence rather than saying, oh, here's a $1 bill. Go ahead and go back home and kill some more people. But I, I, I promise I digress. Let me go ahead and move on before I get triggered some more. Okay. Oh, now speaking about being triggered, I want to kind of shift gears to not be so, so serious. I want to be a little bit less serious on this one. So Walmart apologized for their Juneteenth um, ice cream flavor. Now, <laughs> you know, the whole thing about Juneteenth, I hate that Juneteenth became a federal holiday. And I hate that it became a federal holiday the way it did because I actually celebrated Juneteenth my whole life. I actually, it actually means something to me. I got a whole story I told on the video and everything, but basically I grew up celebrating it. It was my dad's birthday, my uncle, his uncle, my, my granduncle's birthday, Father's Day, um, family reunion. We did that every year for at least 25 years of my life. And I'm 37. So really, uh, maybe even 30 years. We go to D.C. to my uncle's house, my uncle and my aunt, every year on June 19th, every year we go. From when I was a little boy up until I'm a full-grown adult. So for me, it means something. But for the average person, they don't know, they don't know anything about Juneteenth. And the reason why Juneteenth became a federal holiday and the reason why it's a thing at all, really, is because of Donald Trump. You see, Trump has scheduled a rally on June 19th in 2020 in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And what happened was you had um, people that protested that, talking about, oh, you can't come here on June 19th. It's a sacred day. It's a sacred place. It's disrespectful, rescheduled, which it's not. Tulsa, Oklahoma was where the race riots happened in 1921. Juneteenth was when you had Union soldiers that told people in Galveston, Texas, that they were free from slavery, according to the Emancipation Proclamation. That was on June 19th, 1865. Nowhere near the time of the Tulsa race riots. Nowhere near the location of the Tulsa race riots. One happened in Galveston, Texas. The other happened in Tulsa, Oklahoma. They're not close, really. You understand? Galveston is in the Gulf Coast off of, you know, the coast of Texas, right close to Houston. And Tulsa, Oklahoma is, in, is Oklahoma. It's not. So it didn't make any sense for them to say that, but he rescheduled. And that, what, what that did was make all these fake people come out and say, I celebrate Juneteenth. I know what Juneteenth is. Trump's a racist. So it became, it became controversial, but it was never that. Most people did not know about it. I knew about it. 
If you're living in Texas, Gabberson, you might know about it too. I knew about it because of my dad. He told me. But I come from an all-black area. Like I said in my video, I come from a place that's like 90% black. I didn't live in a place that was not 90% black until I got to be 14 years old in high school, and it was still 50% black. I come from the community, as people say. I, I am that guy. Coming from VA, living in Portsmouth, Virginia, Chesapeake, Virginia, Norfolk, Newport News, it's, it's real black. We knew about all kind of black stuff, right? We knew about, uh, we had two festivals we had. You had Emoja Fest in Portsmouth, um, Afrin Fest in Norfolk, and then you would talk about Kwanzaa in school, all this, you know, black, blackity black woke stuff, all the dashikis and kente cloth. We did all that. The, the black art, the incense, everything we had in VA, because it's a high black area. One of the top 10 black areas in the country. But nobody ever talked about Juneteenth. That was never a thing. The only reason I knew about it is because of my dad telling me about it and my uncle, because that was their birthday. Like their actual birthday was June 19th. That's the reason why I knew about it. And because dad was really into the pro-black stuff as a kid, he was really into it. Like, I, I would go to my granddad's house in the summertime, and down in, and downstairs, the room that my dad lived in was the same as when it was when he was a teenager. You had Jimi Hendrix posters and Afro pics and all kind of stuff like that. That's what he was in to back in the 70s when he was growing up, when he was like teenager age in the 70s. That's the reason why I know about it. But now all of a sudden, everybody knows about it. Everybody's talking about it. And it's become commercialized. Now, one thing I noticed about the Juneteenth ice cream that Walmart put out, that the great value Juneteenth ice cream is that it has a trademark on it. So who's trademarking the Juneteenth ice cream, huh? Who's, who's doing that? Matter of fact, hold on. Let me pull it up right quick. So let's, let's pull it up right quick. So... Hey, man, you got you got a federal holiday. So what are we going to do with a federal holiday? Commercialize it. Same as Christmas, Easter, Valentine's Day. Any kind of day you can commercialize and get money from, you're going to do it, right? So here is the product. Great value ice cream. I, you know what? I'm not offended. It's just so cringe. And my thing is, hey, man, can we get... um. Shout out to Wilson, old man YouTube. Shout out to Wilson. I know about Wilson. I went to um, Hunt Map. I think that might have been the old Wilson in Portsmouth. So shout out to you. But um, you see the material, right? You see the Afrocentric style colors. I'm not really sure how the beige plays into the red, black, and green. But anyway, you see all this Afrocentric stuff, really kind of generic graphics. And... It says Celebration Edition Juneteenth Ice Cream. This right here, the great value. At least be at least put some Ben and Jerry's on it. Do the whole Colin Kaepernick thing, right? We know about Colin Kaepernick becoming the face of Ben and Jerry's. Hold on. Matter of fact, let's let's pull it up right quick. If we're gonna um capitalize on Juneteenth, at least do some Ben and Jerry's and have the artwork be a little bit better, right? How about that? That's what I would like to see. Okie dokie. So hold on. Let me, let me see if I can find. Yeah, here, here we go. So this is what I want. All right. This, this is what I want. Give me the Colin Kaepernick special. 
see how, see how nice that looks and how tight the graphics are. The the afro is nice and stylized and pretty. Okay. <laughs> and and the you see, you see the flavor? Look, it says Colin Kaepernick's Change the World. And world is spelled W-H-I-R-L-E-D. Like world as in the ice cream world. You, you got to love it. I know my rights. It says that right there. You got the blackity black, black fist. That right there is some ice cream. That's what I want. If you're going to do a Juneteenth flavor ice cream, give me Colin Kaepernick. Give me Jamel Hill. Give me these pro-black um, activists that appear on television doing commercials all the time for white stuff. That's what I want right there for my ice cream flavor, right? I don't want that. Look, you see, you see the kind. Look at the difference, man. I don't want that. I don't want it. That's so cringe. And to get back to what I was saying, Juneteenth has been trademarked. Who you think did that, huh? You think it's a, a black-owned company that did that? <laughs> you, you think you think uh, Tariq Nasheed or Umar Johnson did that? Come on, be for real. Some subsidiary company or Walmart probably did that just to do this ice cream flavor. Just just for the ice cream flavor, they trademarked Juneteenth. So all these pro-blacks talking about, yeah, I love Juneteenth, all this and that. All you really are doing is just helping them promote some products. Like I said, I, I don't like that it became a federal holiday because it got weird. It got taken advantage of. It got commercialized. I liked when I was a kid and I would go to D.C., hang out on my dad and my uncle and all my other family members, and we celebrate it quietly, right? Have a little cookout, and I tell my dad, happy, happy birthday, happy Father's Day. They take pictures, and that was it. Have a good time and go about our business. Now, I got to go to Walmart and see this ridiculous um, great value ice cream. Now, they also have um, ice cream for other communities, right? It ain't just for the black community. You can't just have ice cream just for one group of people, right? Now, I, I got to find the other one. Y'all give me just a second. Oh, oh also, while I find the other one, so they, they also have the, the um, decorations. Not just the ice cream, but decorations as well, okay? So, you have Juneteenth plates and napkins and card holders you see that right there it's the freedom for me <laughs> nobody says that i've never heard anybody in my life say it's a freedom for me they might say it's the x y and z something else for me on social media like on instagram that's like instagram speak but nobody says it's the freedom for me but what they did was do market research on you they did market research what are the blacks talking about on social media what are some of their key phrases it's the whatever, whatever for me. Okay, let's just say it's the freedom for me, all right? And then when you have Pride Month come around, we use the same exact stuff, change it a little bit, and we'll say something like it's the, I don't want to say that one. That's kind of that's kind of a little gross. But anyway, this right here, I could do without. I, I promise I could do without it. It's just so ridiculous and cringe. No effort. It's just a quick cash grab. All based on when Trump did the rally and people had to pretend like they knew what Juneteenth was because they wanted to spite Trump. Not because they actually wanted to celebrate Juneteenth, which is a, if you look at the, if you get down to the bottom of it, it's a good thing 
but the way it came into existence as far as us knowing about it on a national level was not a good thing. It created, it, it came into the general public's knowledge with strife. And I don't like that. It should have come into the public's knowledge with just, you know, more, more humble, I should say. And, and not being about anything else, any, anything weird. Now, I can't find the other one. Um, maybe I can. Hold on one second. There was another another clip where, um, oh, another picture of the ice cream. And it was the Pride Month ice cream. I had it in the video. Let me see if I can find it on one of these articles here. Oh, here it is. Found it right away. Look at that. Shout out to TMZ. So here's the Pride Month version of the ice cream. You see how it's like the same? They, they took, it took a template. And now notice one thing about it. They got a little heart right there, a little, um, the, the gate heart. They have the, um, the everything included, trans, LGBT flag right there, right? Oh, a, a side note right quick. I saw that they put, they, they got, they got a brand new trend. They got a brand new gay flag that just dropped. And this particular flag right here on the bottom of the circle that says pride ice cream, it has the regular rainbows and uh, the trends. And I think it had the black and the brown. I can't really tell. It got a little bit of everything in this flag, right? But the new one I saw has blue and yellow for Ukraine. <laughs> I'm not making it up. It's like what in the blue and yellow for Ukraine, right on the on a triangular part. They got the blue and yellow for Ukraine. So how how is Ukraine fit into gay pride? I don't know. But notice one thing here. Notice one thing here. Juneteenth is trademarked, not by anybody black. I can guarantee you. Juneteenth trademark. Pride not trademarked. Huh. Interesting how that works. But I digress. But it's the same exact graphics, same little fits and everything. It just put pink and nails on it, make it a little bit more gay. All these hearts and stuff like that. It's the same thing. It's just trying to make a quick buck. How about getting money? That's all. This ain't it ain't nothing special. They ain't do nothing. Like I say, give me the Colin Kaepernick treatment. Don't give me this kind of generic, woke, ridiculous nonsense. Hold on, I'm, I'm gonna try to find that uh, Ukraine flag. I I I saw it. It might have been something fake, but I don't think so. But yeah, they had the blue and the yellow. Now here it is. I I make. <laughs> so wait a minute. Oh wait. Look, do you do you see this? Do you, are you guys seeing this? Now I don't know who this is, Sophie Cochran, but this is a um verified person on Twitter. Do you see this? So you have. All the different colors, right? You got the rainbow, the, the regular rainbow flag. Then you have trans over here. This is the, the light pink and light blue. The black and brown, because I guess there's not enough of that. I'm not sure what the white is. I don't know what that is. That I don't know all these different things. But the blue and yellow right here for Ukraine, I'm not making it up. <laughs> So new pride flag dropped. I, I mean, it's, it's so many colors in the flag. They've repeated colors. Okay. Because 
That's, that's yellow right there, ain't it? That's, that's yellow right there. That's blue right there. That's yellow, and that's blue. That's blue again. You're repeating colors at this particular point. It's, it's so silly. But here we are. Here we are. <laughs> man, oh, man. You guys, I'm telling you, I don't know what's going on, but I, I want this. If, if we are in a simulation, just stop the simulation for a minute and let me know that I'm not going crazy. Just, just put a pause on the simulation and be like, hey, man, it's all good. You're, you're not going crazy. It's, it's okay. Yeah, so um, if you have epilepsy or something like that, hopefully that didn't trigger you, you know, and I don't want to be offensive, so I'll move on. Yeah, but that, that pride flag is crazy. Y you guys are, are nuts. All right, but let me go ahead and um, <laughs> let, let, me, let me go ahead and get to the Super Chats. And then we'll get to the calls a little bit later. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. We'll get to those in just a minute. Super Chats on deck first. Yeah, that, that flag was not very attractive. I agree with you there. Uh, Marxist, yeah, that, that was not a very attractive flag at all. Let me go get myself together here. All right, boom. So thank you to Ian Kenny who says, did you see Jack Posobiec was detained by armed World Economic Federal Forum police officers Monday while covering the forum in Davos? I did see that. That was crazy. Uh, Ian Kenny also says, Forbes headline back on January 27, 2021, Biden may kill a quarter of U.S. oil and gas production, but it's big oil in Putin's fault. Exactly. Right. So if you're killing a quarter of gas production, and as a result of the lack of production, the gas prices go up. How can you say it's Putin's fault? Does it make any sense? No, it doesn't. Thank you to Lili, who says, sorry to hear about your boating accident. I had the same problem. Such a shame. <laughs> there you go. Wink, wink. Thank you to Byron8899, who says, do you think it's fair to compare between U.S. and other countries on gun laws despite Second Amendment? Some argue they feel safer in other countries than U.S. I mean, it's, it's not really a fair comparison because you're talking about like they want to compare Australia and New Zealand to the U S but think about it for a minute. Australia has population of like 22 million. That's lower than Shanghai. New Zealand is like five to 10 million. These, these are very small countries. They're like regions. There are certain parts of the U S that are very safe that don't have any kind of problems. So it's, it doesn't make any sense. Right. And also Let's talk about personal freedom that you have in these countries compared to over here. Australia, we see that they don't have a lot of personal freedom depending upon what's going on, right? So I think it's unfair to compare these countries to us. Compare apples to apples, right? Talk about big dogs like Russia, China, et cetera, bigger countries, bigger populations, bigger economies. Compare those to us. And also talk about how everyone in the world wants to come here. You may feel safer in a place like, I don't know, Norway, but aren't we defending them with, a, with the U.S. military? You got to put things in perspective. And also, these are very small places. Again, there are some spots in the U.S. that feel very safe, much safer than, like, example, if you're living in Los Angeles, you're very, it's, it's not very safe. But if you're living in other parts of California, even, it's very safe. But again, we're a big country. Uh, thank you to Mehdi who says, why is there always a spike in these kinds of shootings 
when the Democrats are in office. I took my daughter out of school today. I don't want to risk a copycat shooting in the last two weeks of school. I, I'm with you. I agree. Um, I, I think that uh, these people get emboldened. Or I don't know. I don't, I don't really know why that happens and Democrats are in office. I can't really speak to that 100%. Thank you to Ian Kenny who says, China holds, quote, live fire military exercises near Taiwan. The military exercise involving ships and warplanes was a, quote, solemn warning, unquote, to America after President Joe Biden pledged to support of Taiwan. Yeah, we're not going to interfere with Taiwan at all. I don't know why he said that. And for a little bit of context for you guys may not have seen it, someone asked Joe Biden, Will we get involved militarily to protect Taiwan? And we said, he said, yes, we're not going to do that. Because what that means is, to, to China, what that means is we're going to try to um, take their, we're going to try to interfere with their own sovereignty. And when I say their sovereignty, I mean China, because China sees Taiwan as China, not Taiwan, not an independent country. It would be the equivalent in their eyes. I'm not saying it's true or not. It'd be the equivalent of China saying that they would interfere to liberate Texas. That's how they look at it. You see what I'm saying? So if we're going to do something like that with China, that's going to be a military action. That's going to spark a war. We're not going to do that. Not with China. We'll pick on um, Russia through Ukraine and have a proxy war there, but we dare not lift a finger to China, period. We don't even want to fight Russia head on. We're not going to fight China head on over no Taiwan. Not going to happen. If China takes Taiwan, then they take Taiwan and that's it. We're not going to fight a proxy war in Taiwan. We're not going to fight a direct war with Taiwan or China. We're not going to do it. Because that right there would be very, that would be very dumb. Very dumb. I'm not saying that China is some kind of um, great place, but... How would we gain from defending Taiwan as Americans? As a, it it ruin the whole world. That'd be what you call mutually assured destruction. Nuclear weapons, all of that. It, it ain't gonna do nothing like that. Like I said, we we're not even trying to fight Russia directly. We're not gonna fight no uh, China over Taiwan. Anyway, thank you to Gary Stewart who says, "Can I get original BLM mission statement? If I can find that, I'll definitely provide it for you, boss." Thank you to Gary again for your donation. Thank you to Ian Kenny who says that's the fist of communism. Speaking about the ice cream or or uh, the the um Colin Kaepernick ice cream for Ben and Jerry's. Thank you to the anti view who says, do you think the marketing guy from IKEA who got fired now he just got fired from Walmart? Uh, probably probably so. Probably so. Thank you to Santo Bartez who says Juneteenth is trademarked by Balcom Corp, a woke chemical company in New York that develops, manufactures, and markets. Additive ingredients for the food, feed, and medical device steriliz—excuse me, sterilization. Well, there you go. Balcom Corp, woke chemical company. Is that a is that a black-owned company? I think not. You already know what it is. Thank you to Jordan eighty-four who says, "If you're gay and black, June is your month." <laughs> there you go. Because yeah, Pride Month is in June, and Juneteenth obviously is in June. Uh, thank you to Leo Mazzino who says, "What is your opinion on the White Sox Tim Anderson being called Jackie by Josh Donaldson?" I saw some of that. Um, I didn't look into it very deeply, but what I saw was that there was two sides of that story. So um, Tim Anderson is black, a black American, which is a very distinct thing to say because there's a lot of black players in Major League Baseball, but they're not American. A lot of Dominicans and Cubans and whatnot. Haitians, not Haitians, but Dominicans and Cubans mostly. Dominicans, that's pretty much what it is. 
if you if you're black in baseball, you're probably Dominican. You got some black Americans, but not very many. You got some Venezuelans and Brazilians, but mostly Dominicans. Anyway, so Tim Anderson is black American, and a white teammate of his called him Jackie after Jackie Robinson, uh, the first black player in Major League Baseball. Or one of the first. I want to say he was the first and get it wrong. But anyway, now, Tim Anderson is saying that's racist. I don't like that. I don't appreciate that. It's not my name. But Josh Donaldson had already called him that before, and it was kind of a, it was a thing that they would say. I think Tim called himself Jackie, and Josh called him Jackie because he called himself Jackie. So it wasn't like he just made that up out of nowhere. They had already been saying that, and Tim called himself that. So I'm not really sure why Tim now was trying to say that he's offended. That's what I know so far. I could be wrong. But like I said, I've not looked too deep into it. It said it wasn't his teammate or was it somebody else? Okay. Like I said, I didn't look into it too deeply. All that I know is that there's more than one side to the story. It ain't just, you know, somebody could say something and people could say, oh, that's bad, that's wrong, but we don't hear the other side to hear what he has to say. So that's what that is. Yeah, Carson said Anderson previously compared himself to Jackie Robinson. So he called himself Jackie. And then the the other guy picked up on it. So if you call yourself a certain thing and then I call you that, and it's not a racial slur, it's calling you Jackie. When you call yourself that, a racial slur, I don't I don't think so. I, I don't think that fits into that category. So I don't, it's, it's weird. Anyway, that, that'd pretty much be a wrap for the Super Chats for now. Hold on, I got another one. Thank you to Boy Kachina who says, Taiwan Falls, all allies bolt and Ohio river has organ harvesting slave ships parked everywhere. Two years later, according to them anyway, peace. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, Taiwan, like if China wants to just take Taiwan aggressively and remove their semi-autonomous state, they're going to do that. And we're not going to do anything about that. People could say whatever they want to say, but we're not going to interfere with no Taiwan in China. That, that, that would not be something that makes any sense for us from a strategic from a strategic standpoint, it wouldn't make any sense. Okay, Simple Jack says something about Tim Anderson. Simple Jack says, hold on, let me get out of the way. Simple Jack says Tim Anderson was upset at the time. They were already down 5-0 to the Yanks, and Josh teasing him with Jackie just burst his frustrations. Okay, I see. So it wasn't even about necessarily anything other than I'm just at the time, I'm frustrated. That's, that's just what that is. All right, so the number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. There's also a Skype email to call, and that will be in the description. All right. Let me go ahead and turn that up. Let me see. No says Japan would interfere, would intervene, which will, by extension, involve us. We would 100% defend them. You think you think Japan would interfere? They, they would intervene with, uh, with with Taiwan. You think you think they would do that? I don't know. I don't think they would, because that's us, really. That's our military. They can't really intervene with what they have our military to defend them. So I don't think that would actually happen. 
It could, but I don't think so. Uh, Designate Scott says, Taiwan is a valuable country more than Ukraine. We will have to keep our eyes open on that. Yeah, but really intervening, I think that's going to be a stretch a little bit too far. 407, oh, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, Brian says, Craig from Atlanta. How are you doing, sir? It's all good, man. What's happening? Hey, first of all, I wanted to tell you, uh, Beto got that nickname from, um, it's, it's what Mexicans call uh, people from their name Robert in Mexico. It's some kind of Spanish nickname or something like that. It's so stupid. And he called himself Beto so he could kind of identify with the uh, Mexicans for votes. He's trying uh, to get the Latina vote. That makes a lot of sense to me. Makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, that's the game he was playing back in 2018, but it didn't didn't help him at all. He he lost. So, anyway, so yeah, um, <clears throat> wow. <laughs> Where do I begin? Yeah, this whole Juneteenth thing. Yeah, that was pretty uh, pretty pathetic. Uh, the ice cream. <laughs> they should have had a chocolate chip or something like that. You know, been better than red velvet. You know, but um, yeah, man, this shooting. Uh, I don't know. I think uh, they're taking advantage of this whole thing for politics. What do you make of it? I mean, what do you mean as far as just the the, the, the political stuff yeah. behind it? Well, I mean, yeah, they're not going to call him a white supremacist. The guy was Mexican. Well, so they, they they're going to take they, advantage of that racially, you know. They'll they'll take whatever they can from it. They'll take whatever they can from it. They'll okay. In this case, they can't do the whole race thing. So they'll say it's the right. gun's fault. Uh, he, he shouldn't be able to buy guns or we got to do something. That's one thing I've heard a lot. We got to do something. It's so open-ended. There's no request there. So all these people talking and making these random requests, they're going to try to just push for gun control. That's all they can really have at this point. They can't talk about race or just say it's the, it's the gun's fault. Blame the gun. So let's not have any guns available to the general public. That's all they're going to do. Yeah, but the media said that he bought a rifle on his 18th birthday. He actually committed this atrocity with a pistol, which is very unusual. Usually, it's it's almost always a semi-automatic rifle. So, what are we gonna do now? Just ban all pistols too? Yeah, that's what, what I mean. <laughs> like you know, and, and like they they did that in New Zealand, if I'm not mistaken. They banned quote unquote semi-automatic weapons, which is pretty much everything. Uh, pistol. I think Australia is what you mean to say. You were talking about Australia earlier. Nah, New Zealand. I think they did that around 2004, if I'm not mistaken. Now, nah, because remember, New Zealand had the Christchurch situation. And after the Christchurch yeah. shooting, that's when they went ahead right. and um, the, the um, Jacinda Ardern, the prime minister or the president over there, she went ahead and banned semi-automatic weapons in New Zealand. Australia also yep. did that before with the whole gun buyback, but New Zealand did that as well. Right. So we're talking about but, semi-automatic weapons. You're talking about everything, um, a handgun with a rat slide and a rifle and all that. Yeah, but the Christchurch shooting happened in like 2019, if I'm not mistaken, and that was after they had banned guns, like years later. But that was in New Zealand, though. Christchurch was in New Zealand. Right, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they banned guns, but the, they still had a mass shooting there. So, I mean, it doesn't help, you know. <laughs> they're still going to go on, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean. Whether they have guns or not, they're going to get them illegally from somewhere. Right. I mean, but see, they don't really care about that. I think what they want to do is just make the average citizen less uh, able to protect themselves. Because people don't, criminals don't follow laws. They're going to do what they want to do regardless, but. Citizens right. typically follow law, so if they can't buy weapons legally, they're probably not going to do it. All that's going to do is just leave them vulnerable to the criminals. 
Right. If you remember, there was a, a, a big shooting in uh, June of 2014 in Chattanooga. That uh, that army base or air force yeah, base, Fort whatever Hood. it was. Yeah, exactly. So you know, gun-free zones don't help. I mean, except to help out criminals when they want to go in some mass shooting. You know, because they know there's not going to be anybody there that can defend themselves. Right. That's that's the whole thing. So. Yeah, that's all I want to say. All right, thanks, man. Keep up the good work, and I'll keep listening. Take care. I right, thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you. Take goodbye. All right, so Fort Hood, that was in Texas. I'm, I'm, my fault on that. That was in Killeen, Texas. I think the Chattanooga shooting was at a recruitment center somewhere. Yeah, I think I think it might have been what it was. It was at a recruitment center. But Fort Hood, that was also a shooting, but that happened in Texas. All right, let's go to the next one. 717 on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, Bill Moses. How you doing tonight? Oh, it's all good, man. About yourself. I'm doing quite well. You know, I just can't stop thinking about those, uh, those kids that tragically lost their lives. You know, it's, it's a sad thing as a parent, you know, you, you don't want to hear, you don't want to hear that happen to your kid. You know, you don't want to, you know, bury your child and it's a sad situation. Yeah. It was very sad situation. Very unfortunate. Um, you know, just so many children dying at once. It was very sad. Yeah. And, and, this is something that frustrates me, and I'm I'm probably going to go off the wall, but let me not get too triggered. Let me breathe for a second. All right. The problem, yeah, the problem is there's so many easy solutions that these dumb politicians could do, and I just don't get, you know, the solutions just right in front of them. They could get these homeless veterans that have great experience with guns, and have them guard the school, have them at security at the school, have them at security at the entrance. So that way, even if they have to sit all day and do nothing, at least they're getting paid and they're off the streets, they're in homes, and you don't have to worry about it. So you basically kill two birds with one stone. I just don't get, like, there's so many easy solutions, but everybody wants to go to a gun control, which doesn't work. I mean, look at what happened in Buffalo. That guy knew that there were strict gun laws. That's why he went there and killed all those people. Exactly. Same thing with um, the church um, in South Carolina. You think you go to a place where it's a soft target. You don't go to, you, you don't, you don't hear about mass shootings in gun stores or gun ranges or anything like that. You don't hear about that there because people don't want to go to a place where they are going to face heavy resistance. They want to go to a soft target. So you're right on point. I think there should definitely be more security. Like you said, a lot of these homeless vets, people that could use jobs could go up there and you could, you could volunteer if you want, even if it's not a paid job. A lot of these dads sometimes go up there and volunteer. You could do something. You could do a lot more than what you're doing from a security standpoint. But I think some people want to make an example out of these school shootings to push for their own political agenda for gun control. And that's something that I'm sick and tired of. And I'm sick and tired of the uh, finger pointing by these woke weirdos saying, oh, it's the Republicans' fault. Well, I could blame the mainstream media for emboldening these people to not hold them accountable. I mean, the media will never hold certain killers accountable. So I could blame them. I could blame these George Soros 
excuse me, these George Soros funded DAs for being soft on crime. I could blame them. So I'm just sick and tired of the finger pointing. There has to be a solution where it doesn't infringe on the Second Amendment. And there has to be a solution to be done soon. None of this gun control crap because guns don't kill people. People kill people. And people need to get it through their thick skulls, especially these woke weirdos. And I'm just really sick and tired of this whole narrative and using deaths as a way to advance a political agenda. Stop using deaths as a political agenda because it's disrespectful, not only to the people that died, but to the families. That's right. Right on. All right. So that's all I'm going to say. I, I think I've vented enough. I'm going to let you go, ABL. Like I said, you know, let's send our prayers to the families. You know, God bless you as well. You know, keep speaking the truth. Keep doing what you're doing. And let's just let's just keep fighting the good fight and keep that Second Amendment alive. Right on, man. Thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. Hey, appreciate you, ABL. Bye-bye. All right. Shout out to the caller. Great call. Get some more here. Let's go to two five one. You know, line. How much we could do? Um, hi, ABL. I am, I am, I am sorry. I have a study. I am sorry. I have a stuttering problem, buddy. Um, get Michael Wesley Stewart. Dan, I just want to call and tell you that <clears throat> two days ago, I got a message from you, but it wasn't from you, that someone is using your account to message people, sir. So, did you get a comment on YouTube? That's correct. Yeah, so that's not my account. It looks It looks like me, but it's not me. That's correct. And I just would call and let you know. Well, I thank you for that. But, you know, there's a lot of people on YouTube that have the same thing happen to them. People are being spoofed, I guess you would say. And they'll say things yeah. like, you know, call me on, um, uh, 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 not, not, was it Snapchat or um, yeah. something like that? I would never ask you anything like that. And, yeah. If, yeah. So just be careful about stuff like that. Okay, sir. Actually, all I want to say is I'm actually a fellow YouTuber as well. Actually, I actually I actually have a gambling YouTube channel. It's called Wesley Stewart Goes Gambling. Okay, sounds cool. Yep. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. ABL. Bye. All right, now thank you for the call. All right, shout out to the caller. But yeah, y'all look up for that because it's a lot of that going on, a lot of that spoofing and stuff. Somebody said it. It's WhatsApp. Thank you. I can't think of the thing. All these apps, I'm 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 old. <laughs> for real. Like Insta Snap, WhatsApp, chat, Facebook, Twitter. I don't I don't know all this stuff. But yeah, it was uh, um it's WhatsApp. I don't ask you for anything on WhatsApp. I would never ask you for money or anything like that in the in the comment. So that's not me. 773, you don't learn how much speaker to. I, that might have been a little bit too late. Let me get to 918, you don't learn how much speaker to. 918, hello. 
Okay, I think you're messing up here. Let's go ahead and try to restart Skype. Skype, I promise. It's it's a gift and a curse. Let's try this one more time, shall we? Um, let's restart Skype. I think I was having a problem answering calls because it just wasn't coming through. So let's see now if we can have this work properly here. All right, let's... 706 on the line, my speaker to. Hi, ABL. Hello, who am I speaking to? Um, we'll just say that I'm Ghost Girl. Okay. <laughs> um, you were talking about the guy that got out of prison for or bonded out for a dollar. Yes, one dollar. Yeah, one dollar. And I know how you always say you got triggered by things. Well, that triggered me because. I was a single mother working two jobs, went and rented a VHS. If y'all remember what a VHS is, you know, movie. And I forgot to take it back. Well, needless to say, uh, Georgia decided that they were going to pick me up and take me to jail for that. Wow. Oh my, over our VHS tape? Yes. I had to pay $1,000 to get bonded out, and they put me on probation for a year, for one year. Wow. And I had to pay $250 a month for a year, even knowing the company that I had rented the movie from said that they would drop the charges since I returned the movie, but they never dropped the charges. They still made me be on probation and pay a fine. That's crazy. So these guys that are out here murdering people, I just don't get it. I don't understand it. <laughs> yeah, so you went, you went through all of that just because of a VHS take you forgot to take back. But this person yep. is a violent criminal, not just, okay, I stole a candy bar or I jaywalked or I didn't pay the subway fare. Violent criminal, assault, robbery, battery, physical physically harming people gets out of jail for $1 and then goes to kill somebody on the subway. Exactly. So, I mean, to me that, I mean, this was back in like the nineties. So, but still it just, it, it triggers me so bad. And it, I mean, I want a refund. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, me. I mean, I was just a single parent trying to do what I could, working two jobs and trying to raise my son on my own. And I make one little mistake, and that's what happened to me. That's crazy. Totally crazy. It is. And ABL, I love what you do. I'm so thankful that you bring the news to me and you tell it like it is. Keep it up. Thank you for the call. I appreciate you. All right. Thank you, ABL. Bye-bye. Yeah, man. That's, I mean, imagine going through all of that. Imagine, imagine going through all of that and then seeing a, a violent criminal just get out $1 and then go kill somebody. It's nuts. Now, when Nate, you're on the line. What's speaker to? Hey, it's J.B. Scotchman from Oklahoma. What's up, Anthony? It's all good, man. What's happening? Oh, not a lot, man. Taking in all the news. Yeah, you know, I do them back as usual in this crazy country. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, sorry, I accidentally was messing with your Skype a little bit ago. I hit the wrong button. That, that was an accident. You know, I didn't mean to do that. Oh, it's all good. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, but anyway, I guess might as well talk about you know what happened in Texas yesterday. Um, the shooter, they've mentioned, I've seen here and there, that he was on social media. Did they ever say exactly what social media he was on? Like where he was posting some, you know, troubled things? I think he was on Facebook and Instagram, but don't, don't get me, don't, don't quote me on that. But I think, I think they did say Facebook and Instagram, but he could have been in more places than that. Right. And that's one thing, you know, when people say the term social media, they think it only consists of a few, like a handful, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you know, like the most popular ones. But I mean, this right now is social media. What's going on, like, with your video and your chat? I mean, this is social media. Uh, you, you go to a, a forum, a movie forum, a gaming forum, that's social media. And the thing is, every social media should have some type of moderation to look out for things like that. So my issue is, where was the moderation at, and why didn't they do something when they started seeing someone post, you know, messages that could be assumed as threats? You know, I mean, shouldn't a moderator... Because every, every, every site has them. Anywhere, anywhere there's conversations happening, there's a moderator or many. Yeah, I mean, you have them here. So I'd like to know if it was Instagram, you know, Facebook. Why weren't they moderating better and reporting stuff like that to the proper authorities when it came up? Well, I mean, it's kind of hard to do that because there's a lot of people billions of people on these platforms and some things that someone may say may not necessarily be something that needs to get reported to the authorities. People say things all the time and it's not always like you can't always identify that as like a a valid threat. It it depends on the situation. It depends on what it is. So it's, it's kind of hard to really do that. Yeah. I mean, that's true. That's a good point. You know, there's so many people that, you can't see everything, you know, and, and that's why you can't blame you can't blame guns. You know, the gun isn't the reason people get shot. Is like the other guy said, it's people kill people. You know, so I don't know. I guess it's we're just in a world now. I guess where we we're all on the internet so much when we have to look out for stuff like that. You know, if you if you see someone that has some troubling signs, I guess. That, that's, no, that's, that's the main yeah. thing. You know, what, what they say, if you see something, say something. If there's if there's people that are around you that are behaving strange and you see some patterns going on, you know, talk about it. Mm-hmm. Say something. You know, speak up. Because you, know, you, you can't rely upon external people all the time to come in and try to help. You got to do, do some things on your own in your everyday life. That That's probably the best way to help the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, that's, I just wanted to kind of say like, yeah, you can't put the entire blame on gun companies. You know, I mean, there's, and obviously people like them are unstable in the first place. So 
I mean, it's a tragedy. It's a horrible thing, but uh, it's the world we live in now, I guess. That's right. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I guess that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, and I found that that ice cream story just so cringe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that is just, that's really, that's you can't get more pandering than that, I guess, you know. Right. But, you know, anyway, man. All right. Good show as always. And have a good night. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Yeah, all right, man. Later. All right. Shout out to my man for the call. All right, Victor, what's going on? Hey, thanks for taking my call. No problem. Hey, hey you know, with that AOC, when she threw up that OK sign, I thought she was a blood. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't know. What do you think? Hey, man, I couldn't tell what was going on. I don't know if she was, if she was thugging, if she was drugging, if she was doing the white supremacy thing. There's a little bit of everything going on. Yeah, I mean, I saw red lipstick, so maybe that was a sign of game banking. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> one thing that I noticed with AOC and with everyone that argued just like her is that they always say that don't bring your religious belief into this, this discussion about a whether the baby in the room is life. But have you noticed that the the main people who is talking about religious belief are the abortionists? Yeah, they, they always do that. They always bring that in there. And it's like, who who even said that? It's like they, they open the the topic like that, always. Yeah, yeah. I, I had this one discussion with this one person online that said that, well, you're using your science. You're using science to to push your to push your beliefs. I said to I said to them, "What's wrong with that? You you want an objective objective evidence. We're using some type of objective standard that supports our beliefs. What's wrong with that? I mean, that's that's what, that's what we should do. Talking about science, talking about things we can prove. I mean, I don't see why that'd be a problem at all. Yeah, I, I think the reason why this is such a big issue, because I think it really shows how how far people have gone when they say that they want to take out God or any type of spirituality from from the conversation. When they say that when they talk about hang on, hang on quick it's right there. Sorry. <laughs> when they talk about when when they talk about they want they don't want any religious belief in the government how they try to make the US so secular now they have an issue of trying to figure out what is how to define life how to define a man and how to define a woman when when they realize that okay we could use the we use science we don't need to bring in this spirit the spiritual aspect of of life and personhood they realize that they can't even answer it from the science because based off their based off their view, the science can't even back back it up. Now they don't even they, now they can't even understand how to define these things at all. And when you give them objective objective facts, then they want to then they want to be all mad and get all emotional about it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I I think 
it, it, as, as a result, they're trying to play God. That's what they're trying to do. We realize that, oh, well, they can't define it. They're going to define it their way. Even, I'll, I would say, I would ask this question. If, if, they, if the baby in the womb is alive, should they still should they still kill a living human person? They most likely they will say they will say yes because they want to play God. When you play God, everything everything goes bad. I, you did a video with Herschel Walker talking about the creation story in Genesis. I think I think on both sides, both the Christian believers and the and the non-believers. That they're they're looking at the creation story the 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 wrong way. What is what the creation story true truly shows? How what happened when you think that you know better than God? How first off when God brought everything in order, then the serpent tricked Eve and Adam, saying that well you think you if you eat this fruit you will know you will know just like God when you. When you think that you know God, everything goes to crap. That's right. Right on. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for taking my call. Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate you. All right. Bye. All right. Shout out to for the call. And thank you all for being here. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video. Share the video. Do all of that good stuff. Let's go. Call the online speaker to 757. Hey, Mr. Logan. Chesapeake Bob here. How you doing? Uh, it's all good, man. Can't complain. Yeah, it's been a very, very sad couple of days. I've been watching the news. But uh, you were talking earlier about, you know, guns, and in particular how illegal guns get on the street. And I think you and I both know that a lot of that happens. When, you know, somebody breaks in the house when somebody's gone, they take all the guns and they sell them to all the gangbangers, right? That's right. Or they break into your car. They'll, they'll steal guns from you. That's how that goes. Yeah. Well, I'm a little bit older than most of most of the people in the chat, but uh, can I tell you a PSA? Yeah. Okay. So back in the mid-90s, 1990, not 1890, <laughs> uh, I was a senior chief in the Navy, and I was going into work, getting all my stuff done. By 1130, I was done. I was going home down here in Chesapeake. Well, my wife got mad at me and said, go find something to do. So down off battlefield, right there across from the hospital, there's a uh, jiffy loop, right? Mm -hmm. So I went and worked in there and the manager's like, you're a little older than what we're used to, but I mean, can you start at minimum wage? And I didn't even know what that was. Okay. And uh, so you started at the bottom and worked your way up. First job I had was to do what they call courtesies. Courtesies is where you, you know, wipe off the window inside and out, you vacuum up the floor and all that stuff, right? That's right. And one time, one time, one of my first days, I came in and I'm vacuuming out on the floor. And this is why the PSA comes in fact, because I saw a gun underneath the driver's seat. And I went to the manager and I told him, he's like, all right, let me handle this. So he goes and talks to the customer. The customer goes, oh my God, I completely forgot it was in there. After he left, me and the manager, who were the same age, got to talking, and he said back then, and I'm not sure it's still going on right now, so I'm not accusing anybody of anything. Back then, there were some people 
who would actually write down the owner's address and the you know make a model of the car, sell it to some gangbangers, who would then go one night and break into about ten or twelve cars and steal all the guns that that person had saw at you know a quick oil change place, Jiffy Lube or whatever. So I just wanted to kind of let people know that scam was going on 20 years ago. And when you go to these quick oil changes, you might want to make sure if you're carrying a pistol in your car or in the truck that you take it with you when you go sit down. That's because right. a lot of them came in there. See, I didn't think about that because, you know, people, they're always watching. Always got that eye on you. you. You never know who's watching. You're thinking, okay, I'm, I'm just going to get my oil change. It's no big deal. But people are watching, and they, they, you know, they, they want that sometimes. So that's a good PSA. Yeah, and, um, you know, that was, you know, like I said, it was a while ago. But, you know, it worked then. And I'm not saying it. Because you're right. People just go, I'm going to go get my oil change real quick. They drive in there. They get out of their car, and they forget They've got a fire on that car and your address, your name, car description and everything else is right there on the screen. They can just write that down. They'll give it to some people who will pay for it. And next thing you know, there's 15 or 20 cars being busted in. Now I'm hoping that your uh, Chicago police officer friend can call in and say, he's absolutely right. That was going on then and it's going on now. So I just want to let everybody know, listening to you, when you pull into these places and you even, you know, a valet parker, okay, if you have a weapon in your car and you give those keys over to somebody else, you may be making yourself a target later on, okay? That's right. All right. I just wanted to call and, and give you that PSA and hopefully uh, somebody will not be a victim. Absolutely, man. Thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. That's a really good point because people are watching and always watching. You never know who's watching and what, what they're thinking about and what their plans are. So you got to be aware of those that you may not necessarily be aware of all the time. That's my turn. Eight five nine. You're the line. I'm speaking to. Sorry, who's this? Uh, you're calling. You're calling ABL, right? Yes, sir. You're, you're, you're live on the air. What's happening? Oh, um, I just want to say my name is uh, Mason McClure. I just want to say that. Uh, Love your videos, man. You're a great person. Uh, you're very inspiring, and keep up the good work, man. Well, thank you for the call, man. I appreciate you. Hey, no problem. You have a good one, man. All right, now same to you. Yeah. All right, shout out to the caller, and let's go to two two six on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, yeah. Hey, can you hear me? Hello. I hear you. You're live on the air. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Hey, what's going on, Anthony? I've been uh, watching your show for a pretty long time, man, and uh, I really appreciate uh, all that you do, man. Like, uh, all this media and stuff, you know, they've been uh, brainwashing people, man. This whole, like, race war going on, man. Like, it's it, it's really bad, right? So I'm actually an outsider, you know. I'm from Canada. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of these mass shootings and stuff happening in the U.S. where like the root cause of them like what do you believe is like the root cause of them because like a lot of people can say you know like it isn't 
the guns and stuff like that, which I'm not saying it's, it's, it's only the guns, right? Like, I mean, I've always believed it's a combination of absolutely everything, right? Because in Canada, we have like really strict laws here and there was a mass shooting in uh, 2020, uh, like uh, closer to the pandemic. I'm not sure if you heard of it, but uh, that was in Nova Scotia. And uh, Justin Trudeau ended up uh, banning all assault rifles uh, then. And uh, in Canada, you know, we we don't really have like mass shootings. We do have uh, some every now and then, right? But like, I'm I'm just wondering, like, what do you think is like the uh, main thing? You know, like, why do you think these mass shootings happen? Like, uh, you got people that are crazy, people that had mental problems. To be more politically correct, um, yeah, that's really the main thing because we've had the same laws in the country for a very long time. And we've not had these yeah, issues exactly, with yeah. we've not had these issues with mass shootings. Like I think uh, Greg Abbott said it today, as far as the law about allowing eighteen year olds to have long guns, that's been in effect yeah. for the past sixty years. But it's only been in the past maybe ten to fifteen, maybe twenty years we've had all these shootings going on. So it's like something changed. And I think it's more about people just becoming more sick and criminals in some cases not being punished appropriately. That's kind of what's causing it in my humble opinion. Okay. Well, like, so the thing with uh, Texas, right, is that I've been hearing a lot. And again, I'm not, I'm not really too sure how much of this is like propaganda or whatever. Right. But like, uh, there was a law passed in Texas where you don't need background checks and you don't need um, any kind of, check or train it in order to use a weapon anymore. Is that true or, or uh, no? No. Okay. So here's what happened in Texas. They say that you don't need a permit to, I think, conceal or, and or open carry, but that's not the same thing as not requiring the background check. You see, you still have to buy a weapon legally in order to carry it. You can't just have okay. a weapon randomly. Like you can't, you can't just go to the store and buy a weapon. You still have to go through the process of buying it, but to carry it is a different story because here, like, for example, in Tennessee, where I know the laws more than Texas, in yep. order for me to buy a weapon, I still have to go to the store and pass a background check in the actual store. There's a machine set up, like a computer on a, on a desktop. You fill it out. You put in a social security number, all that kind of stuff. And if you pass, you're able to buy your weapon. If you don't, then you can't. That's just how it goes. If you want to order a gun online, you have to have it shipped to a federal firearms uh, dealer and you have to go there and do the background check and all that kind of, you can't, you can't have a gun just sent to you on the internet. It doesn't work that way. So the, the law okay. that was passed was, was more about your ability to carry it, not to purchase it. Okay. Just like, no, like as, as an outsider, you know, uh, there are, uh, attacks and stuff like that that happened in Canada. I'm sure you heard about the, uh, guy with the van in Toronto, stuff like that. And like, there's other shootings and stuff like that for sure. But I, I kind of feel like, you know, like it, it isn't just the guns. I'm not blaming just the guns, but like, I just kind of feel like you can kind of like look at everything, right? Look at the mental health, look at, I, I have a feeling that like, if you had some kind of like uh, tighter like laws or whatever, like uh, in terms of uh, background checks and stuff like that, at least, right? I think that could stop some mass shootings you know so so okay now in the case of this guy with like let, let's say i'm not really sure about the background checks in texas i, th- I think there still is background checks in texas 
But let's just say okay. there's not for the sake of this argument. And the guy was able to go sure. into his store and just buy a gun just randomly, right? Now, do you think the background check would have helped in this case? In this case, well, he posted uh, like uh, previous things on Instagram, right? Like that were kind of triggering as well, right? That like people were looking at uh, even before this mass shooting was happening too, right? So like uh, he was posting stuff about like, uh, oh yeah, like, you know, like he's like emo and stuff like that. And like there was some other stuff going on with him as well. So like, I think that like, so again, like, I'm not really too sure how all this social media like monitoring goes on, right? It's just like, in my opinion, I just have to say, like, I've been like, uh, so, so, on so, 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 hold on, hold on, like hold on. Wait, wait, yeah. before, before you go on, the question was, would a background yeah. check have helped in this case? Yes or no question, then you could go on. Yeah. How would a background check I have helped? I think it would have. How? It would because, have because, uh, because because a background wait 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 wait, wait because evaluate be, hold, hold on call it yeah. call it wait 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 before you before you go on a background sure, check yeah. they're not gonna look into your Twitter and see if you posted something that was kind of triggering because who who determines what that is really a background check they're gonna okay. look at your criminal record okay do you have any prior convictions do you have any prior allegations like I played a video earlier of a reporter who was trying yeah. to buy a gun in Chicago. And his whole purpose was to show how easy it was. The background check was nothing, but he wound up filling his background check because he has a history of alcoholism and he had a domestic violence charge in his background. Stuff like that to come up in your background that would deny you the ability to purchase a gun. Okay. That, that'd be what comes up. Okay. Not you posting something on Twitter and it's kind of triggering to certain people and their humble opinion. You got to have some actual things in your background that have come up and say, okay, this this person wouldn't be able to get a weapon. You see what I'm saying? So my, my question again, okay. knowing that part, would a background check have felt yes or no? No, I wouldn't in that case. Okay. There you go. Yeah, you're right. So, yep. So what what they what they really want to do ultimately in the federal government is they want to have this thing where they put you on registry. So when they want to confiscate guns later, they can just go to your house and do it for the average everyday citizen, but for the criminals who don't follow these laws, they would not have their guns confiscated. They would not fall into this system. So all I was going to do is just make regular American citizens more vulnerable to those criminals who are out there with their guns illegally. Okay. All right. Well, I, I, I really appreciate uh, you uh, taking this call, man. I really appreciate everything that you do. You know, I've been uh, looking into the media, you know, I was a, fan of cnn for a little while and like i just like once i started watching you and like a lot of other youtubers and stuff like that you guys tell the truth man and like i really appreciate everything that you guys do and just like keep on doing everything you do right so thank you so much thank you for the call man i appreciate you yeah okay bye okay so you guys tell me about texas in the background check i think you still have to get it that the only thing that the new law does is it gives constitutional carry. You don't need a permit to open or conceal carry, but you still have to buy your weapon legally. That's, that's what that is. So you still got to do a background check. Like I say, you go to the store, go to the little machine. That's just how it is. And Tennessee is like that. I'm pretty sure it's the same way in Texas. Okay. So y'all let me know if I'm correct about that. Yeah. The, the laws, 
criminals follow laws. That's that's what that's how that goes. Normal everyday people, criminals don't follow laws. Regular everyday people follow laws, and they become victims to criminals when they follow laws that will prevent you from being able to protect yourself. Okay. So. Yeah, and then somebody's talking about to have a dumb relative buy it for them. That's called a straw purchase. That's very illegal. You know, if you're buying a gun for somebody, that is a that that's that's super that's super illegal. So again, these are laws right there that you're breaking. You can't buy a gun for somebody. That's called a straw purchase. Nine zero eight, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Yes, hi, this is Elaine. Oh, that was good. <laughs> uh, all righty, what's going on? <laughs> okay. Well, I just wanted to talk, everyone's talking about these schools and how they need, I guess, people that need to get buzzed in to the school. Right. All right. Well, my son, when he, eighth grade, he forgot for science class. He forgot his rock or whatever. He's supposed to bring a rock in for science class. He forgot. So he realized that, and then he had asked the teacher for a hall pass to use the bathroom. So in the process, he went outside the building to find a lock, forgetting that the doors lock behind. Right. So he was locked up. So he proceeded. He waited outside. Someone came out the door, and he went back in. There was undetectable. He went out and came back in. Okay. So if someone wants to get in, I mean, you need more than just people being buzzed in. You need someone at the door or maybe cameras or something. I don't know. I'll let you go. I feel I just feel terrible for these parents and these children and the students and everyone that has to deal with this right now. It's scary. And when I think about what he did, I'm like, that, that's nuts that he was able to do that. And that was years ago. Right. I'm with you. I mean, I think that uh, we're talking about the, the school security. There needs to be a comprehensive yeah. thing that goes on, not just the, the doors, but you need to have uh, resource officers, cameras. You need to have a whole thing where the school is very secure. Like we, we have museums that are very secure with armed guards and Doors that, you know, only un- unlock in certain ways. Even hotels, you got to have your, your key to get in at certain times. So you got to have just proper security um, and not just one thing. Have, have it be um, comprehensive. Well, I understand. But you know what? Maybe Congress and all of them give up their security and give it to the school. Well, They're hey. walking around. They've got people around them all the time. Hollywood, give up your security. And give it to the children. It makes sense to me. I love your show. Thank you for doing what you do. Thank you for the call. I appreciate you. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah, I see that. There could be imperfections and holes in the security system. That's, that's a good point that you raised there, but it needs to be comprehensive. It can't just be, you know, one thing that you do. 206 on the line. Who am I speaking to? Andrew from Seattle. All righty. What's going on? Hey, Anthony. So um, just a curious thing. I mean, uh, you know, it seems like I'm 
in my uh, late thirties, you know, we've been brought up with, uh, you know, school shootings ever since, uh, you know, Columbine, even, even before that, back in, I think 99, 98, but, um, you know, one thing that seems to be a common occurrence, and this is, this uh, was, uh, something that, that the previous caller brought up regarding, you know, mental health is that, uh, you know, regardless of people's, you know, station or maybe their mental condition, it's like, it seems a very, very common thing that occurs is that a lot of these, uh, shooters, they're on like some cocktail of either prescribed medication or medication plus alcohol, or they're coming off their medication or something like that. And it just seems like that seems to be a common occurrence that's often overlooked. And, um, I'm curious what your thoughts might be on that. That's a very good point. And that's one variable that was not around in years past, because like, uh, Greg, like um, Greg Abbott said, um, the law that allowed teenagers or 18 year old to have uh, long guns has been on the books Mm -hmm. for the past 60 years. And it's not been a problem with all these shootings up until recently. So I think uh, a lot of these drugs, these people, these kids are on, it, it can definitely twist their mind and make them get into a dark place to where they think that a school shooting makes yeah. sense. Well, check this out. Like, you know, this is, this is one thing that's like, uh, uh, kind of a, uh, a quirk of the United States with our, with our television broadcasting. Um, you know, that you don't see in other parts of the world where they advertise medication on, on commercials on television, right? That's, that's like banned in other countries, but here, you know, any of the mainstream media, any, any TV shows, if people still watch cable, it's just filled with, uh, you know, ads for uh, pharmacy. So it's like, I, you know, I just maybe to one degree or another, you know, I can't, I can't assume malice, but like, they don't want to talk about it because, you know, it's like the, 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 the programs would be shooting themselves in the foot with pharmacy that would pay for advertising. So that's why I think it doesn't come up is because business is good. Um, and it, you know, I'm, I'm not saying it creates a, a shooter, but for me, it's just one of those things where it's like, you might have somebody who's not in, you know, they don't have all of their mental, uh, acuity, you know, when, when some, well, obviously, right. But, um, you know, some of this medication might be the cause of that. So I don't know, just a, just a thought. Yeah. I agree with you. It makes a lot of sense to me. It does. Yeah. 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 Well, um, Hey man, I've been listening to you for a long time and I'm going to just get back to hearing what you got to say. Thank you for the call, man. I appreciate you. Of course. Yeah, I almost forgot about that, the whole thing with the drugs, because that's really big. A lot of these kids are on types of, they're on a whole cocktail of medication. And it was crazy because I knew this girl, I will never say who she she is, but one girl I knew was talking about her son, talking about, yeah, he's so hyperactive, he needs medication. I'm like, what? This boy is like a little kid. I don't think he needs medication. I think he's just a little boy wants to jump around and play. You putting them on like mood altering medication and don't get me started on this stuff with the puberty blockers. Oh my goodness. It, it's too, it's too like, that's why I don't even have medication or anything, any kind of drugs inside my house because I don't, I don't like the way that I, I don't like mind altering substances like that. I like to be in control of myself really. So when you're being put on these drugs these heavy drugs, especially it's, it's no bueno. You know what I mean? And the TV commercials are crazy because it'd be some person frolicking through a meadow talking about how, well, not talking about how good they feel, showing that they feel very good. And then the commercial will say things like could cause side effects, heart attack, hypertension, 
diabetes, headache, um, excessive bleeding, death, coma, resurrection. Like what? What? But you 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 follow her through the meadow though. What's going on with that? So yeah, that's a really good point he made. Let me get to some more calls here. Six zero one, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello. Yes, can you hear me? Hey, oh hey, what's up, baby? That was Justice. All right, man. What's going on? Man, it was good. I ain't talked to you in like 127 years. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. Man, all right. So I'll, t- I'll tell you what happened real quick. So, you know, I, ha- I made a YouTube channel, right, uh, about track videos. I got like the thousand subscribers. But anyways, Flow Track they copy they copy strike me because I use some of their snippets or their videos on um uh, on my channel, which a lot of sports YouTubers use. So I don't. I don't know, but I I had a deal with them and uh, I they they retracted the videos thank thankfully because I told them I was like, hey man, I didn't mean to like blankly copy. I was doing narrating over the videos, but um, they retracted. I've been using my second channel right now. I only got like I got like two hundred subscribers on this one. But anyways, uh, that's irrelevant. But that's kind of the reason why I haven't been on your channel that uh, that much anymore because I couldn't do anything. But um, uh, I was gonna say that lady that just called before. The one that was talking about the uh, the the door, like when you ring the door and the person at the office like answers and asks you like who it is. Um, she's cap. I'm gonna say she's cap because, like, like you already know, I live here in Mississippi. Like Yeehaw, you know Yeehaw, Mississippi. All the schools here, or at least majority of the schools here, have electric doors now. And notice we don't have a problem. You know, all of our colleges like here. I'm at USM right now. I work here, police here and stuff. We all have electric, like, you have to use your car to come in. Like, she can say what she wants. I think that's cat because, look, I, I never in my life, like, I've been in school. Like, like I'm still in school working my second degree. I'm not far from, like, being, like, in high school like I was, like, some years ago in elementary. i never seen, like, just a random kid, like, just come out to class and look for a rock. And it, and nobody noticed. Like, come on now. I, I'm not saying she made that story up, but I am going to call cap on that. But, um. I would say a lot of, I mean, I would think for like school shootings as well, if people that own the guns, because I'll, I'll be honest, yeah, I know you said, uh, I know some of these uh, school shooters, like some of these guns are stolen. Some of them are, but a lot of them are just guns that from their auntie, uncle, or whatever, their grandpa house that they just keep carrying around. And me living out here, I'll, I'll be honest with you. A lot of people don't lock their weapons. A lot of people don't put the locks between inside of the chamber area. Um, so that's like, I know that right there, that's a torrent, torrent right there that could help. But I mean, people are still going to do what they're going to do. Unfortunately, you know, like, it's never good. But uh, what do you think? What do you suggest? Like we should do for like schools, like to prevent stuff like that, um, or at least minimize it. Well, the main thing is, like you said, have these uh, the doors have more security on the doors, um, have more school resource officers. That's that's the main thing. Um, maybe you know, take some of that money that we're gonna give to Ukraine, and if schools don't have necessary stuff, the proper infrastructure to protect themselves, and invest into the schools that way. That makes more sense to me rather than giving Ukraine money to defend themselves and arms to defend themselves. How about we get the money in the arms to the schools to defend themselves? It just makes sense. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. Like here at USM, Southern Miss, 
so it's crazy because in our rule books, so the only people that are going to have weapons on campus are us, like the police, and people that aren't affiliated with USL, and like people that are like approved. So I guess that would be like the president of the USM or whatever, the chief approves or whatever. But if you're not affiliated, you can bring weapons on campus. You just can't have. You just can't take it out of your uh your your truck, your vehicle. Now, what sense does that make? I never understood that. Like, how can we? How can people that like? I I don't know. That's just a. I talked to my LT about that. That's just a don't rule. Like people that aren't affiliated with this campus can bring weapons here, but people that actually go here can't. So they can't defend themselves. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, that's 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 really weird. Um. I don't really have much to talk about because none of the stuff that you've been talking about has been, uh, I mean, you've just been talking about like regular stuff, so like like baby formula being gone and stuff like that. You starting to sound like, um, what's his name? What's that man's name? I can't remember that man's name. What's a YouTuber? You starting to sound like him now. Just all about like regular stuff. Get, get, it, get it together, but, man. Um, if you're going to, if you're going to do something like that, if you're going to try to uh, uh, slander my name, get it together, sir. No, no, no. No, I ain't trying to slander <laughs> your name, baby. <laughs> I ain't trying to plenty of names. <laughs> but um but all right though, no, man. I'm finna go though. I'm finna I'm finna let you go. I just wanna to talk to you. <laughs> all right, man. Thank you for the call. I appreciate you. All right, you too. All right, shout out to the caller. So here's something I found on Facebook, right? Okay, let's let's go ahead and just put this on the screen right quick. So you see my man right here with the weapon? Okay. So Here's a caption I'm going to read. It's kind of small. You guys probably can't see. It's kind of off screen. But it says, my daughter attends MSA in Palmetto, Florida. This is who stands at our one entry to the school all day. Retired combat veteran, trained to head straight for gunfire, who has survived being shot at in intense situations. You may not like it, but I promise today, when I drop her off and I have a tad bit more reassurance, knowing her completely gated, guarded school has him. We don't need to debate. So my man has a rifle on his chest. It's like a vest and a radio, also like a like a sidearm, um, more magazines on his belt, and water bottle in his pocket, walkie-talkie, regular polo shirt. He looks like pretty casually dressed, actually, polo shirt, cargo-type pants, like regular tennis shoes, but he's armed. This is the kind of guy that you want at your school. We need more of that all over the country. You may not like it. It may feel like, oh, there's too much, but I'd rather have him defending a school full of children than nothing. That right there is what you need. Retired combat veteran, a young man doing his thing, serving your country really because this is the future right here. These children are the future of the country. So that right there is a great idea. That's 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 a great idea. Okay. Somebody said it's a fake picture. It's not. Yeah, that's definitely a real picture. You know, I'm a I'm a Photoshop guy, and I can tell you that's a real picture. Okay, it's just a good picture. It's not like a cell phone picture. All right. So we need you need more of that. You definitely need more of that in this country. If you want to talk about how to protect and what solutions should be, let's get more of that. All right, man, what's going on? Hey, man, how you doing? It's been a long time. Sorry, I kind of, I got a, I got a, 
uh, mute you over here. It answered right as soon as I called. So how you been? Oh, it's all good, man. Can't complain. Well, um, a friend of mine mailed the other day and said, I can't believe how dangerous it is, you know, how dangerous it is in the States. And they had lived here next to us in, in Tokyo and their kids are that they moved to Texas and they're from New Zealand. Their kids had grown up here in Japan. That's all they knew really. And they moved to Texas to play rugby. And I talked to them yesterday and they're like, man, it's so scary over here. I said, you buy a gun yet? And they're like, no. Yeah. And I was like, well, you should. It's like, no guns are the problem. And I was like, no, not really. I mean, what, what's the problem is we don't take care of crazy people in the States. I don't know. Yeah, the guns aren't the problem. People, you know, but people that don't have experience with weapons and don't really understand that world, they don't really understand. And they just kind of resort to fear right away. Well, it's the fear and then it's the finger pointing because everybody's always going to take umbrage at what everybody else's opinions are when they're not, you know, they don't fall in line with themselves. The thing is, everybody has these expectations and when they're not met, people get angry and upset. And even if it's not actual anger, it comes out as anger. And then that escalates the situation. But somebody says, you know, why, why is this kid shooting people up? That's the proper question. Not why does this kid even have a gun? Yeah, that's a, I mean, that's a darn good question. Why does he have a gun? But what was it that drove him to get the gun in the first place? Right. Why? I mean, this is a kid. And when people start blaming, well, this is somebody else incited him or somebody else brought this up, you know, somebody else's, you know, uh, it's always somebody else's problem. No, it's not. Like each one of us is going to have to look around at ourselves and in our neighborhoods and every place else. And Japan is so safe, man. I mean, my kids can... I send them off to karate class, you know, at seven o'clock at night and they walk back at nine o'clock by themselves down the streets. We live in Tokyo, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they're like the oldest is 14. I mean, I used to go pick them up and I realized I don't really even need to do that. <sighs> they don't exactly look after mental health here, though. I have to be honest. But. Everybody yeah. takes a social responsibility. You know where you live. You live in a community that is, it is, you're not the only one in it. So, um, yeah, I think in different parts of the world are different problems that happen. And also Japan is a lot more homogenous. United States is everybody in the world over here. People are coming in illegally all the time. There's all types of other things happening that, other places don't necessarily do with like the way the U.S. deals with. That's true. That's true. I mean, I used to get looks all the time. I mean, you know, I'm six two. I'm, you know, I'm redheaded. I'm I'm pink for crying out loud. Like 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 a, like a like a cartoon character over there. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I mean, my brother got me a shirt that says "I'm huge in Japan," literally. <laughs> and I was like, you know, that's funny. And I used to get all these looks. I found out how to fit in a little bit better. But 
there is a sense of homogeny here that does not exist in the States. And I really wish that people could understand that in the States that your neighbor may not have the same ideas as you. Your neighbor may not have the same beliefs as you. Your neighbor may not agree with you on everything. So, I mean, I don't agree with half of what's, you know, said from most of my colleagues and my neighbors. I still love them. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And they, they reciprocate that. I don't know when it happened in the States. I, I'll be honest. I got off of uh, social media, and I, I think I think that was probably the healthiest thing I've ever done. And I just want to say to you know, a lot of Americans, just stop reading Facebook. Get off of I mean, Stop watching CNN or Fox. You know, care about the people around you. Stop caring about everything else. And then, I don't know, solves a lot of problems, I think. I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Definitely focus more on your, your life that surrounds you. Focus more on the people that are right in front of your face. Yeah. Hey, what is this thing about uh, uh, Ricky Gervais and Uncle Luke? What's what's going on with that? I mean, I I realized that, uh, I'm sorry, it's work hours over here. It's just lunchtime now, so I can pop on and listen. But other than that, I've missed everything. Um, you... Uh, you solving the world's problems or is this, is this something that uh, I can just catch up with on YouTube real quick? Yeah. It's, it's just, it's just a news story. It's just, I got, I got videos about it, so it's not really, you I'll, know what I mean? I'll check yeah. it out. Yeah. But uh, it's good. It's good talking to you, man. It's been too long. I hope you guys are well. Well, thank you for the call, man. I appreciate you. Yep. All right. See you, man. All right, man. Shout out to my man. Um, Made in Japan, my man James over there in uh, Tokyo, an American, I guess you would say expat over there in Japan. Shout out to him. Good call. 251, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, this is I'm on here. Hey. You're this live. Is Shalanda. Hey, what's going on? Hey, Margie. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. you. Just call. Uh, can you hear me? I hear you now, yes. Yes, I'm just calling just kind of just like everyone else about the um, school shooting and just listening. I love your show. And um, I just think that, like you said, gun laws won't really fix the situation. I did hear something on um, Bongino today when they were talking about door traps. Have you ever heard of that? You said what now? Door traps. Like if you're going into the school. And you have to close one door and something has to happen before you can open another door. Oh, okay. To be able to get inside the school. That's, that's, that's pretty smart. So you can't, it's not just a one entry. Like the caller earlier was talking about how somebody got let in from the inside. But in, in this case, you got to have, you, you couldn't just go through the other door. You, you would be trapped inside of the two doors, right? Yeah. So I was thinking if they had like a, a metal detector, and I know you don't want the school to be so sterile like that, but if they had a metal detector and someone comes in and they, you know, kind of sound off that metal detector, that door will keep them trapped in until they can vet them and see that, you know, they don't have anything. And that kind of keep them away from, you know, the general population of the school. Yeah, I mean, that's not, I'm not really against that because... 
We had that when I was a kid in middle school. We had, we had metal detectors in middle school because we kept having bomb threats and there was a couple of violent incidents. So we had that in middle school and high school metal detectors. And as a matter of fact, I was in Atlanta recently. I went to Lenox Mall and they had a metal detector on a, on an escalator. Right. In order for you to go down to like the food court area, this metal detector right there in the mall. So if you have them in the mall, yeah. in the airport, and I grew up with them in school. It's not really a beat due to have them right there. Yeah, so I think I think that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah I think so too. And um, just the, like my foster daughter, in order to get into her school, I have to talk to someone on the intercom and let them know who I am and why I'm there. And then, you know, they have a camera sitting there. And I'm, I'm in Alabama. I'm in Mobile, Alabama. So, like, you um, have to let them know why you're there, who you're there for, and then they'll let you in. So, you know, I think if we kind of close the school down, because gun laws, I just don't think will do anything but kind of get us closer to getting our guns taken away. And I grew up with guns. My dad, we had guns probably in every closet. And that's before people use, like, you know, the gun cases and the safe, safe way to keep them locked up. We just knew not to touch them because, you know, our dad told us not to. So um, I think we just have to address the mental health situations that are going on with people. Like he said, one caller said taking all this medicine that causes, you know, suicidal ideation and depression and make you want to go postal. You know, we got to address some of that stuff instead of just time something happens. We just jump to taking the guns and then that leaves all the law-abiding citizens just like sitting ducks for someone who's deranged or someone who, you know, had a postal moment today, decide to snap. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I love your show and I, I listen to you all the time and I just, you know, hope you keep up the good work. Thank you for the call. I appreciate you. Thank you. Bye. All right. Shout out to the caller. Great call. Very good call. Yeah, definitely. That's that's definitely a good idea, the whole trapdoor thing. And you got to teach kids about guns early. You know, I got taught about guns early. I got taught that guns weren't good. I remember, um, I can't tell this whole story, or I can't tell all the details, but somebody had a gun in the house that I was in, and I was able to not access it, but I knew where it was. I probably was about four or five years old, and I remember seeing it because a person had it in this box. It was in the, it was like, a, like a little handgun, um, like a 911, like, like, like a 1911 or something, something nice, nice handgun, but it was in the box. And I'm at the time, I'm a little boy and they had it high up in the closet and they were like, Hey, don't touch that. Don't go up there. It was taught to me. It wasn't just, you know, it, it was in the box locked up and it was high away. And it was told to me, don't touch it. Don't go near it. Don't do all that. And then when I got to be older, they gave me a BB gun that was like a real gun with, with a rack slide and everything. So I understood how to handle that size weapon, how to shoot a little bit to get me started to understand how to do it with a weapon. Okay. So you got, you got to do stuff like that. You have to, because we, we, we live here. We're in America. This ain't Japan. This ain't um, Australia. This ain't somewhere in Europe. Brazil and Brazil, a whole different ball of wax right there. We live in America. We have certain things here that are unique problems to us and comparing ourselves to some small little European hamlet like Portugal 
does not make any sense to me. We got to do things that make sense for us. And what does not make sense for us is to try and ban guns for normal citizens. Because all I was going to do was just make normal citizens be the victims of criminals. But I move on. So, yeah, shout out to all the European hamlets, though. No, 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 no disrespect to y'all. All right, Tariq, what's going on? Hey, man, what's up, man? Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, okay, yeah, my Skype was messing up. Yeah, man, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't think, um, because this country is so divided, I don't think we're, we're seriously trying to tackle these school shooter issue. And um, I, I just want to clarify, was the... Uh, was it a, a white kid who went in and shot up the kids? Nah, it was Hispanic. Oh, oh, oh Hispanic. Okay, because it was a white kid. I'm like, yeah. The, the reason why I mentioned that is because then, if the trend was it being a white kid, then we're gonna have to seriously talk about helping young white men. But <laughs> because there's such a stigma against that, that's just never gonna happen. But yeah, man. Um, yeah, to me, it just feels like things like this. You know, instead of the country coming together and coming up with solutions as to what causes young men to tap out and do something like this, you know, it's just a political fight. And, you know, Democrats, you know, to me, using this just to ban guns or assault rifles, you see, the problem with that is, man, you're going to disarm the law-abiding citizens and only criminals is going to have these weapons, man. I mean... And, and, and that's just going to make the situation worse. But, yeah, man, I just, um, you know, due to the, the, the political divide and politicians taking advantage of this situation, there's never going to be a serious conversation about this, man. And, you know, it's just that the country's too divided. But, you know, just to switch gears a little bit also, man, um, you know, you, you remember when we said $40 billion, uh, there was no Democrat? Who didn't vote to send forty billion dollars of aid to U- Ukraine? Yeah, that I think that was the largest aid that we ever sent. Now it was it was a couple of Republicans, but what is interesting is the black community, man. Because uh, you know, I always look at this and I look at the black community's response, and it's like the majority of us is just sleeping, and it's and it's and it's funny because what do black people ask about? What do they want? What do they always talk about? Reparations, right? Yep. Agree or disagree? They talk about rep- reparations. So <laughs> what's funny <laughs> is that they will go to the Democrats and, and say, well, why don't you guys give us rep- reparations? The Democrats would then tell the liberal voting Negro that we ain't got no money. <laughs> but then they were with no debate, no debate in the House, no debate in Congress, just send foreigners. These, these, these are not even American citizens. Like, like Americans, like I said, we don't even know. A majority of us have probably never been to Ukraine, probably can't even name a city there. And that's fine. Without hesitancy, sends them $40 billion. And it's like, I'm just like, you know, you made a video earlier with Uncle Luke asking the black community, what are we getting out of our vote? And it's like, he's absolutely right about this. He's like, what has politicians, and I will put this squarely on the Democrats, because they come to us like they're our best friends, like like they got our backs. 
they have not fulfilled any black need at all. You know, black folks are still having the same issues. There is no funding going towards increasing black literacy, black education, black economic wealth, none of that. But it's like, when it comes to dealing with foreigners or like illegal immigration, there is money to help them. And I'm not understanding the logic of black people not putting two and two together to see that they're being politically played to promote other things that goes absolutely against them. So yeah, man, and you, you and of course, you know, who attacks black people when they ask a question that kind of push their independent agenda to the forefront? It's always the liberal. It, it's just like what Malcolm X said. They are gonna always send some black person at you, some little token Negro to who acts like. The token Negro's position is to act like they speak for the collective of the black community to attack you. The white liberals don't even got to open up their mouth. So, yeah, um, Joy Reid, Jamel Hill, of course, not going to have a valid answer. They're going to say some nonsense. I remember I was looking at the Twitter. They put some nonsense up that Joe Biden is signing some criminal justice bill. Like, get out of here, man. You are. I mean, it's, it's silly, man. It, this is why the black community is going to be continue to be politically played, are never, ever going to be taken seriously politically. It's because we refuse to, not all of us, not all of us, of course, but it seems like the overwhelming majority, sadly, refuses to politically wise up and refuses to demand for anything. And then when they get when when there are when there are traitors or when the Democrats do something that's against their best interests. The black community never punishes them. They just remain silent. It, it's just, it's just, it's so bad. But then they want to talk about white supremacy. That is just, bro, it's just beyond me. So yeah, man, Um, I, I don't know, man. You know, I'm really watching how the black community is going to behave in these upcoming midterm elections. I'm like, come on, man. I know y'all see these gas prices, man. Like, come on, man. Like, y'all are going to steal... Despite all that, I mean, they talk about the black community as the lowest income earner. So would it be in our best interest to continue to screw ourselves economically because we are scared of a white supremacist or some white racist, whatever, according to them, Republican taking over? I mean, really, you know, that just remains to be seen. And that's pretty much all I got to say, man. Thank you for the call, man. I appreciate you. Take care. Great call from Tariq as always, but it's like, it's like, what are we doing? What, what are we trying to accomplish here? It's, it's so crazy. And it's like, we don't, we don't even know. We're like chickens with their heads cut off, just doing pretty much whatever. 602, you're on line. Who am I speaking to? All right. Turn the stream down in the background for me, please. Sorry, man. That must be delaying. Yeah, there's a, um, there's a delay. Yeah. So what's going on? Nothing much. I just kind of want to bring some stuff up um, about mass shooting recently and some that I don't really hear a whole lot of people talk about. The fact that these mass shootings seem to kind of be something that's pretty recent. Like this wasn't happening up until like about the late 90s with Columbine. Yeah. And even then... You know, that was what? These handguns and shotguns. So the AR fifteen has been around since 
publicly available since the late 50s, early 60s, that it's actually now considered, some are considered uh, eligible for CNR. So I don't think it's, you know, the discussion about the weapon is the problem. I don't think that that's the discussion to be having because the weapons have been around for a very long time. It's the people that have changed. There's something changed in our society somewhere around, what, the late 90s, I would say, maybe a little earlier. So, you know, the, the AK has been around for longer than the AR, and it was also publicly available and very, very cheap. So back in the 90s, they're not so cheap now, back in the 90s. So if it was the firearms that were causing the thing, wouldn't there be mass shootings, you know, since they were publicly available? I, I just don't think so. So I think we as a society need to stop and think about, well, why are there so many people that want to do such heinous things to each other? Like what drives a person to decide to kill a bunch of people and thinking that's going to solve some sort of inner turmoil within themselves? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that that's definitely something to look at. And I think that's just a bunch of uh, people that have serious mental issues that they are not working through. That's probably the, the core of all of this here. Yeah, and I, I think, I mean, to me, that's a scary thought. I mean, that to me also means that there wasn't so many men, you know, people with mental issues. You know, when I was, me and you were growing up, I'm pretty, I think we might be around the same age. So this, this wasn't the thing when we were growing up. And all of a sudden, Columbine happened, and after that, it was downhill from there. So, and then, I think the scarier thing is, is let's just say, let's just say, uh, yeah, we ban all the guns and, and confiscate them all. What is, you know, to me, the scarier thing is, is what that leaves you, us with is a bunch of people that are willing to commit mass murder, and they're going to find some other way to do it. So you're not really treating the root cause, which is within our society. Something within our young, our younger people, you know, something is wrong and something changed. And I think that as, you know, needs to be really, really looked at because if you ban all the guns, you're still left with a bunch of people that are willing to commit really heinous crimes against other people. You know, there's far more effective ways of committing mass casualties than just a firearm. And you don't need to go and get a background check for any one of those. So to me, that's, that's a scary thought. You're basically leaving the problem alone and you're just taking the tool away and they're just going to replace that tool with something else. Or they'll just use a black market. It's not like the black market's going to get created. It already exists. We all know that. We all know that's where gangbangers get their firearms. Whether those firearms enter the black market through you know, through Mexico being illegally, illegally imported um, or they're stolen, the black market already exists. So one, banning all guns is just going to make that more prevalent. And two, it's not going to solve anything because if you're going to, if you're, you want a gun, you, you're going to get one. There's ways to do it. Um, yeah, so that's just my, my thoughts on that. I just don't really hear a whole lot of people talking about you know, the root cause, 
Yeah, I, I think that you're right about that. And I think a lot of people just, they don't want to think that deeply. They just want to try some kind of broad stroke method. Okay, ban all the guns. They're not thinking about the effects of that, how that's going to affect just regular people who are not going to be criminals. They don't think about that. They just think about something immediate that they can imagine in their minds right now that to them makes sense. But it does not make sense once you really think about it. But thank you for the call, man. I definitely appreciate it. Yep, thank you for your time, man. Talk to you later. Bye. Great call. Shout out to the caller. But yeah, a lot of these people, they don't really think very deeply about what they're talking about. Yeah, they, they don't really think too deeply at all. They just kind of say things. 617 on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, APL. This is Jenna in West Virginia. All righty. What's going on? So I just had a couple of points, I guess you could say, that I kind of wanted your opinion on. So first of all, um, the last caller said about the you know, root causes. What I, they don't want to figure out the root cause. I, I firmly believe that they don't. It's a great campaign issue. It's something to campaign on. It's something to invoke emotion and fear. And that's what Democrats live for. However, one question I have for you is active shooters. Like they usually are students of the school, not this one. But am I wrong? Um. Usually, yeah, that's usually kind of how that goes. If you go to a school and shoot it up, a lot of times the kids will go there. So I don't understand the purpose of active shooter drills because aren't you just really giving them the keys to the city at that point? Well, I understand what you mean. So basically you're saying, like, they will understand how to act in that situation. Right. But, see, Ex yeah, I, I think that you should have active shooter drills but also, you got to have security that would be hard for the person to get through. So let's say, for example, the person was actually a student. He, he actually went to the school. He was an active student. Well, let's have measures where you couldn't actually bring a gun in the school. Let's have measures to where you couldn't actually, you know, be in the school and then step out and get a gun and come back. And let, let's have better security to keep that kind of person out of their school to prevent them from doing this. So then they wouldn't be able to go through the whole actual shooter thing because they couldn't even get it to the school to begin with. Right. And then my only other thing that I, I would love your opinion on, obviously, I know you, it's towards the end of your show, so I'll just say it and then if you want to address it. But it just is very weird to me that there's 93 percent of that 122 billion in COVID money that's just sitting there left over from the school district. But back in, I think it was 2019, I know there was a school district in Arkansas, they put safe rooms in all of their schools. So there were larger, larger ones in like the cafeteria, the gym, but 53 safe rooms ran them about a million dollars. So I feel like that could be a viable option as well, but would love your opinion. But I will let you go. Thank you so much and have a good evening. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Yeah, I think safe rooms, that could be an option for sure. That, that definitely could be an option. You know, I think I'm, I'm open to all suggestions that don't involve removing the rights of Americans. Uh, uh, we, we're talking about, okay, we're going to take guns away. All that's going to do is just hurt people that don't break the law. That's all that's going to do. It's not going to do, it, it won't help anyone else. So, yeah, if, if we're talking about that, then I think, Stuff like that makes sense. But the main thing would be just to have this, this, the school secured so these people would not be able to come in there and just do whatever they want to do. 
that that should be our primary focus, our primary objective. Okay, let's go to two zero three on the line. How much speaking to you? Hey, what's up, Anthony? What's going on? Nothing much, man. I'm so glad to get on your show again, bro. So, oh. listen, I, I have a question. Well, what what do you think about the forty billion that's been going to uh, Ukraine? Yeah, I am not a fan of it. I think that that money should be spent here in the United States to protect us. Maybe that could go toward our children to help protect them. Yeah, it, it, that shouldn't be going to Ukraine. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? I, I did a quick research earlier today. I found out there's roughly about 130, 131 million schools. Not million, 130,000 schools, right? Mm-hmm. And I broke that number down for every 40, let me see. For for every school, you would be able to supply at least two to three school sorry resource officers. Yeah, that makes sense to me. That mean I think that is is about right. So if you were able to do right. that, now we have a more secure uh, school system, and that should be how it is. Yeah. Well, you know, I I can't disclose too much here, but I have a family member that's personally um, associated with something that happened, let's say, uh, 11, 12 years ago. Okay. Right? And and we were having this conversation. He got PTSD from it. And, you know, he, he's got some issues going on, and obviously this probably, you know, uh, triggered him, you know, seeing images and stuff like that. But in any case, he said the same thing. Why can't you get some of these veterans or some of these retired police officers? You know, you, you got the money there for them. You could pay them. And so I then, you know, I, I, I said, well, why not have some of these staff members? I'm sure there's a few staff members that are, uh, um, you know, have their permits and their licenses. You know, uh, they have to go through the front door majority of the time. The way it works is most of the time you got to go through one door and then through another door and the office is right there. Why not allow two staff members to be able to carry, you know, make sure that they're vetted, make sure that they're, they have tenureship and, you know, they're cognitively there. And you have a resource officer sitting out there, you know, in this patrol unit and, I mean, I feel that that would be that would be great. And if you put on place with uh, some of the ideas that I saw, unfortunately, I, I missed the majority of your show. But the trap door, oh man, it's a wrap. There's no way you're going to be able to get in there. That's right. I mean, it makes all the sense in the world. Like these are solutions that actually make sense, rather than this nuclear option of just trying to take Americans' rights away. Let's do things that actually. Makes sense to secure the schools. I'm I'm all, I'm all for it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and you know, I I really you know obviously we know that you know they're trying to come for the two A because you know there's no way that you could get uh, a military, e- even our own military or or foreign military, to come and invade. 
you know, like the way they're trying to do in the southern border, you know, to overtake the the majority of the American populace, which it always starts with, they're trying to come after your kids, you know, because right. that's the next generation. And and I, I really I really thought about this and I was like, man, there's no way. How are we funding all these weapons for other foreign countries to protect themselves, but we're not protecting our own kids, let alone the Americans? Right. What? Right on, man. Well, yeah, man. I really appreciate you your content, man. And uh I just want to follow up with uh one last thing. When are you gonna suit up with Salty, man? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that works. <laughs> All right, brother, man. It's good to see you. I'm good at. I'm glad you're in good health, bro. Well, thank you for the call, man. I appreciate you. Love you, man. Love you. God bless you, bro. All right, now. God bless you. Bye. All right. Shout out to the caller. But that'll be a wrap for my show. I'm over my time. Uh, there was quite a few calls that are still in the queue. Uh, if you couldn't get on, I'm sorry. Please blame the white man. It's not my fault. But I will be back live again on Saturday of this week. Same bat channel, same bat place, 8 p.m. Eastern time. It's right around now, 11 p.m. Eastern time. And again, this is a podcast you're listening to right now live. It'll be available at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning on your favorite audio streaming platform, whether that be Spotify, Google Play, Apple iTunes, Stitcher, Anchor, etc. Link for that will be in the box and if you listen to this right now on your favorite audio streaming platform, please give me a five-star rating, a review, whatever you can. And if you're on YouTube right now listening to me, please give me a thumbs up on the video. Please subscribe to the channel if you're not subscribed already. And also leave me a good comment. That'll help me out a whole lot. But let's get to the remaining Super Chats, and then I'll wrap it on up, put the bowl clean on top. You guys have been a great audience. As always, I couldn't do it without you. Okay, let's go back here. Um, I think it's a first fix us as a good name right there who says, hi, ABO. I think the shootings are not so much as when Democrats are in office, but more so around election time. Ah, there, there, there you go. I think it's a serious Fox who says if China invaded Taiwan, then the whole of South, Southeast Asia, including Japan, Korea, and even India and Australia would get involved. Then by proxy, so would we. Asia does not like the CCP. We'll, we'll see how, I mean, hey, Maybe I'm wrong about what I'm saying, but I'm not sure that would happen. I'm not quite sure. Thank you to A. Ellingham who says, really appreciate this message. Thank you to Angel Rivera who says, hey, ABO, do you think China can beat Taiwan, Japan, Australia, South Korea, Britain, India, Malaysia, Philippines, Vietnam? There's already an agreement to prevent China from taking the South China Sea. China has few allies. Well, from what I already, from what I see, they already took Chop China Sea. They already pretty much took that. They built those islands. They, they've been taking um, fishing waters from Philippines and stuff like that. They already took that. China can pretty much do what they want at this point, in my humble opinion. But maybe I'm wrong. Hopefully I'm wrong, but I think I'm right. They're too powerful. What you going to do? Think of Jorada84 who says, ABO, do you think the end of school prayer has started this trend of shooting, suicides, and teen pregnancy? I think... Not necessarily the ending of school prayer, but the changing the society away from religiosity will create problems. So the ending of school prayer could be one symptom of a greater problem, in my opinion. But not just school prayer itself. But that's that's a good question. Butt versus windshield says the jockey that won the Kentucky Derby was invited to the White House. 
His reply, no thanks. I wanted to see, if I wanted to see a horse's rear, I would have come in second place. There you go. Buffer's Bullshit again says, Portland, Oregon shootings, 2019, 131 shootings. Now 483 in the first four months of 2022. The number of guns has not gone up 1,000%. So the problem is not the guns. It's jaded people. Very good point. And thank you to A. Ellingham, who says, need practice drills, two-door solutions, and armed guards. 2018, in Oklahoma City, a shooter decided to spray a restaurant with bullets. Two unrelated customers shot him dead. Imagine another state. Exactly. We need that all over the country. You train people with firearms at an early age, make them comfortable with it, encourage, incentivize people to carry their weapons, so people can't just go wherever they want and create victims. That's that should be what it is. All these gun-free zones and whatnot, that ain't nothing but a soft target for a deranged person. So that's what it is. You guys have been great tonight. A lot of good solutions to this whole problem of the, the, the mass shootings and the gun violence and whatnot. But that'll be a wrap for me. So until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out. And peace.